exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Ganja. What up, bitches? We're on time. We didn't fuck <laughs> up. Wait, is the sound working? Can yeah. everyone hear us? Is the sound actually working? Yeah, it should okay. be. No! Damn. I swear to God, we hit every fucking note there. Dab was okay. Good dab. Uh, thanks to Sasquatch. And the, uh, this, the bear killer, I should call him. Bear killer Squatch. He just took out a bear with a bow and arrow the other day. No way. That's a man's man that there, boy. Yeah, you're like, you're like... I'm what? not happy that he killed a bear. You couldn't even kill him with a car, dude, if you no. tried. <laughs> <laughs> I love bears. Uh, yes, so thanks to Squatch with the dab, and uh, thanks to all you guys tuning in on time, thinking that you're going to be here for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Probably doing all sorts of other stuff like he never, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And now that he's talked about it so long, yeah, we're late. So anyway, welcome to the show. We are having uh, a... A twofer. We have two of some of the best organic guys out here in Colorado and yeah, nationwide, we might as well say, or worldwide. Who knows? Top, top guys. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Silva, who's been on the show many times, and I think anybody who's listened to his shows realizes the guy is a uh, well of a plethora of information, and he's way more organized than I am. So instead of the conversation going from like something that you're actually interested in into something you could give a fuck about and I'm off on some tangent, he'll keep it rolling in a, in a singular direction. He'll, he'll bring you back on track. And also, um, we're going to have uh, uh, from Rootwise, uh, Kevin uh, calling in. And he, he's, we've been trying to get him on the show forever. It's been like uh, uh, over a year and a half. And he's just been grinding the whole time. And I think a lot of the people listening to the show also are familiar with root with Rootwise. They're uh, so on point with their soil uh, amendments and their mycorrhizal products and their different, uh, different, basically, uh, like I said, all soil orientated, which is where it all happens. And these guys are going to break it down like that. And we're also going to be doing a seed auction. Um, which we'll get into when, when, once we get them on the show. We're going to break it all down because I'll, I'll be saying all the wrong things no, for all the wrong names. I didn't write nothing down. I don't even know. Who, like, at the end of the day, I was like, "Oh, auction! Oh yeah." Wait, you don't have it in your little white tablet right here? Yeah, it's my white <coughs> tablet. Oh wait, that's a mouse pad. Uh, yeah, no, it's not a mouse pad. What it is, is a mood mat, my friend. Come a on mood now. Mat? Thanks to mood mats, uh, Mike was in town this week hooked me up i had this with me on the ch- at the champ show sorry I had to sit at champs <laughs> and i was walking around and i dropped it and somebody's like sir sir you dropped your your notebook, your notebook. you know and then they went to pick it up and they were like it's not even a notebook oh. it's a mood mat it's all right they're the most they're they're the funny part about mood mats okay is well first of all it's made from recycled uh wetsuits nice so it's an upcycled product which is fucking huge 
and obviously when you're you know a weed guy you know you know what they're good for they're good for rigs they're good for all your glass sits on top of there doesn't go clickety clackety clankety mm-hmm. does not break hopefully um oh, but these guys from mood mats when they first made it uh like i said stoners understood it and other people were like what i don't even get it but every time i show it to mm-hmm. somebody someone thinks of a better another use for it because it's just they're great to have i'd like one send one in send one send one in so, uh, show. so also uh last w- couple weeks ago we had on the show um oops we had on the show mr uh john dawson and he was in town just happened to be in town so i got myself a new uh kung fu vape these are actually no pg peg no this is all squatch juice right here sasquatch juice straight up just terps terps um but it's cool because it has a, a magnet in it instead of it. so you put oh, the nice. bit on there and you don't have to screw it in you just pop it in pop it out it doesn't get all gooey wooey oh, gooey no, louie no. try that one no 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 try it just try it nope try it <laughs> don't be lame don't i know you're gonna peer go pressure I, uh, pff, I expect uh-huh. nothing but uh and uh we we missed you guys last week oh, and you missed us, I hope. Mm. Uh, it's all his fault. I know. I was blame, on the beach. Blame MTI on the beach. You're on a beach? While we're all just jonesing out. <laughs> I, it's weird, though. You know what happened to me on Friday? What happened? I got super tired, and I fell asleep at like 8.30 or something. Some crazy time. Like, I've never gone to sleep that early. I just yeah. was like, I was at my mom. I went to went down to my, to my mom's place. I got there, and within an hour, I was just super tired, and I just went to sleep. And I was like, man, that's... See, if I was doing the show, I'd be fucking on. (laughs) (laughs) Once there's no show, it was like, just shut down. The body just went complete shutdown. Catch up mode. It was funny. Yeah. So I hope you guys survive. You can always listen to old shows. That's something I have not very experienced at because I don't listen to my shows. But if you did go back, I guarantee there's some quality. Quality nuggets. Yeah. And some just some pathetic production <laughs> situations and not true oh not my true. god so true I'm, I'm sure every show started on time never and without a hitch never no all it. the graphics were right nobody yeah. put a tinfoil hat on anyone's head when they oh, were supposed coming. to don't you worry Those no, i was supposed to bring i actually my daughter made me one because i told her about it so she made me a great i sent the the uh the shot to mark <laughs> yeah and uh, i was gonna bring it today because actually the inside of it does look like my brain and uh but i forgot she molded it right on your head yeah of course yeah, 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 yeah. that's the only way that's the only way you can do it yeah so well then it's it is your brain foil. then it basically is you that's put it no but i mean it looked like i mean it looked was like two halves it was really cool looking i, uh, I might have been just stoned but it could have been a little of both uh, sounds like both exactly <laughs> um also uh let's see what else we got so give us tell us what you eat. went on some beach i saw a photo i saw photos and i was like wait a minute i thought you were going a few like grandma's funeral or something no and not like, like that <laughs> 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 and all of a sudden it was like on the beach Adam, i was like boss what? i can't make it into work this friday oh, i have uh, oh. my grandma died for the third time <laughs> yeah, exactly i, I was like wait a minute grandma again <laughs> <laughs> i need <laughs> no. to go out it, the, the funeral's being held on a beach in miami um you know that's what she wanted yeah it was just family time we uh just i like to go visit south padre island uh during the off season that's like one of my favorite things to do because there's no one there and long walks on the beach basically yeah, man. Off season from what season? I like you to take long ball? walks on the beach in San Pedro. And San Pedro. I hike. I mountain bike. I'm a vegan. Yeah. Right? I was out running on the beach. Were you? Know? you? Yeah. Oh, my Sweet. God. Yeah, man. 
Anybody who gets a photo of that, <laughs> free pack of seeds right you there. You can boom. come sit right here if you have a photo for at least an hour. For at least an hour, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, all my extended family is out in South Texas. So, like, mm. yep. So, we just, the whole family, they all drove down there. I flew down there. And Where in uh, Texas? Matagorda County? So No, uh, <laughs> south, the, the South Valley, like Harlingen and uh, San Benito, Bronzeville. All that stuff. You got 800 acres of hemp going up in Matagorda County in March. Oh, really? Yeah. Organic. Wow, man. Anybody want to buy the futures crop on it? It's for sale. Sweet. You know, just call in, you know. I'm sure everyone's going to be beating down my door to buy Hemp that. in Texas, huh? Why not? Yeah, sure. The only way, actually, the only way you can get a license in Texas, the one of their, their rules is going to be you have to uh, have a futures contract on the crop because they want to limit overproduction. So my hat's off to them. It's not like the rest of the country that just let anybody grow what they wanted but uh but i digress so no digressing <laughs> futures what do you so what do you if you don't have if you don't have someone who will sign a standard agriculture futures crop uh-huh. agreement which is just like they would do rice or corn or anything like that farmers don't just go plant crops what exactly is that agreement the agreement is that you're going to buy the crop, you're going to put 30% down, and the rest is going to be tied up in some type of escrow legal agreement. Uh, the same way they would do it if you were buying 40 tons of rice. You know, You would have to put that up because no farmer is just going to grow a crop and then hope they have a buyer for it because that would put them in an in a over-the-barrel situation, right? right? You'd be victim to whatever they want to pay you because you have a crop that's growing bad. Well, the same thing's happening in the hemp market right now. There's so much overproduction, and so yeah. Texas wants to limit it. I already, cool. saw, I already saw, I mean, this is just like, you know, Facebook bullshit, but already seeing, like, the 185 points thrown out there, 1.5. One 1.5 five is kind of where it's at. Pull up hemp benchmarks if is you want. Is it already down they, to 1.5? Yeah, like, they, they have it down to 15 bucks a point yeah. um, for large orders, which means that it's 15 bucks a point because you, you have to sell your crop. I mean, dollar fifty. I mean. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me. Dollar like, whoa, 15, 15 bucks, bucks a pound. Just, people just went out and bought it. You just made a bunch of people buy a million yeah, pounds. Like, like that. They're like, <laughs> buy it now. He said it was 50. No, dollar 50. Right. So, I mean, just take a look. The price is plummeting right now. And hmm. the, the, I, I figure if you did the math based on, on, on biomass that was purchased last year, if it drops below $2,300 a kilo, then you don't make any money. And so you have to now look to buy low product now mm-hmm. in order to make your isolate to be able to sell it for 2300 or else you're, you're just, you're in business to, you know, break even. That's nobody's in business for that. No. And, uh, also we're still, it's crazy how many people are still haven't harvested or working on it and getting it to, you know, you're looking at today, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of getting to that final phase. Like we had a good, good run. But had a good run. We had a good run, but I think if you're not out of the ground now, in the next few days, you're going to start to feel the pain because it's getting cold and staying cold. Yep. and not too. It's still kind of creeping above, but and we're lucky it's not been wetter than it has been, but it's going to happen. Soon. Well, that one day last week when it got down to 26 degrees. But I it fucked was everybody. So, nah, but it was 85 the day before. so it, And know, after. You know, it was 70 yeah. or something. Like so it, 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 it hit or miss. I know, it I did know hit a lot of people's tops. I, went, I know I, yep. I saw one spot where all the bottoms were fine. And I wouldn't say all the tops, but a fucking good percentage of them were pretty fucking toast. Come on, I, I love. But it still was there. I mean, it wasn't like uh, no no one's going for they weren't going for smokable right. flour or anything. They were just going for biomass. So technically, yeah, it was all there. But it kind of starts. You know, you're mixing all this dead, kind of deady kind of yep. material in, especially if people start doing combines and stupid ideas like that, which 
But that's doing. a stupid idea. Yes. You, it's agriculture. I mean, you I call my uh, but roll, but they were doing it. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, like wet bailing. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I mean, I've seen a bunch of people do it, and it's like, I saw what happened to it last year when they did that too, and. You know, you get the bale and you open it up, it's black on the inside. You're it's like, okay, disgusting. Well, yeah, you're like, yeah, we can't take this. Yeah, no, no, absolutely <coughs> disgusting. The only way you can do it, there is a, I mean, it has its place in the industry, and the only place it's in the industry is if you have, say, a 3 to 6% product, and you have 1,000 acres, and you just let it die on the vine, <laughs> right? First of all, you, you don't, you just fucking, like, let it die, <laughs> and then you do it when it's dry as fuck, and then you roll it up, and, and you still lose a lot of shit, and it's horrible, but if you don't give a fuck, like, you're just like, I don't give a fuck, it's 3%. You better not give a fuck, it's not gonna, it's gonna be way more, it's gonna be hot THC by no. then. Yeah. No, why would it? Because this plant is just, it, there's oh, no I'm hot, there's nothing to do it. No, I'm talking, it's 3 to 6% max of, oh, yeah. of CBD of CBD That's it. so it's got nothing like say this shit's just don't worry about the THC because it ain't gonna have shit <laughs> <laughs> but just think about the fact that that's the only time you'd ever want to get into that kind of way of uh, harvesting I, I, I've seen a few I decent, I've seen some good that. I've seen some good tech coming out quickly which people are starting to figure it out like you cut your tops you take your you know you have to do a top and a bottom cut that's kind of mandatory with cannabis and you gotta grow them a lot tighter and just Whack all those tops like at the right level. Just set that set that bar. Take just half the machine, go right through, and take the, that. And then on the bottoms, you do it as just fucking shredded. Come through with that horrible that picker deal that kind of goes up, and leaves them just bare. Right, right. You're good to go then. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you. All right. Well, let's talk about this in three weeks and see what the the whole harvest looks like. And I'd, I'd it's going to drop down to a a buck. You know, from oh it fuck it yeah, just it if it's at a buck fifty and it hasn't even hit market yet, most of the things aren't aren't really there yet. People are just getting their shit together. So, Mike, I just want to come back to the old argument. I mean, there's no crop in the United States that is grown for any uh, for anything else that isn't sold on a futures contract. Mm -hmm. So, people who get into the hemp industry who just decide they know it better because they grew a little cannabis in a in a warehouse someplace and. They got a hold of some good, you know, CBD genetics, and they're gonna just bust out someone's farm. That that's that has nothing to do with large scale agriculture. You, you need a buyer of your crop. Yeah, no, for a hundred percent, and and it's it's uh, like that even with people right now, where you're like, what are you gonna? Do? First question, <laughs> what are you gonna do with all that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And Somebody is harvesting right now and doesn't have their crop sold. That it's just where, where are you gonna store it? What are you gonna do? Who's gonna dry it for you? Are you gonna get it? turned into what crude or isolate or distillate what what are you going to do with it you you have no idea you need to have a customer and you need to create the product that your customer wants and then you sell them that product and then next year you plant some more <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> and you gotta just, I mean that's the thing is i think people gotta also think about cbd as being almost like a bonus factor and just uh rocking for more fiber Related more more. What's what is that? that? What's that going on today? Somebody's got their washing machine going. Is that the same thing, but louder than ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. It wasn't something new. It sounded familiarly. Yeah. No, I think we just got flown over by a, a single engine turbo sounds prop. different. Yeah, because normally it just flips on. It's not really that loud. Yeah. Well, maybe something. This one faded away. So maybe they're cutting the grass or something out there. <laughs> 
There's no way they're cutting they're the cutting grass. The grass. Out there. There's no grass out there. What are they cutting? Exactly. By the apartments. But uh, it wasn't grass. It was not. Anyway, know. not to sidetrack. Don't tangent. Never. We're gonna lose focus. Never now. happens. What are we on talking the show? about? It's okay. We only have to. We only have to hold it in there for nine more minutes of, of jibber jabber. Oh, and then somebody. And calls then we're in. gonna have uh, Jeremy calling him, and uh, we're gonna be rocking and rolling for hours. Then and then we'll do our shout outs at the end, <laughs> because we're also gonna be having some special announcements during the shout outs. So I'm gonna wait until the end. We'll do all that. Yeah, we got people already asking for those seats. Nice. See, they want to know what's up. Well, the seeds. Well, we've had it then prime the pump and, and, a little bit. And the bit. earlier we get on the seed game with this thing, the more time people have to bid on it because it's all for a good cause. So all for a good cause. That is not a really good not cause. The, it's not just going straight to me like. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire advertising <laughs> budget. Of course. Well, the, uh, the advertising budget. We'll, we'll talk about that. Let's <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an impromptu shout out to my buddies over oh, yeah. at Ur Electric. Oh, do that right oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about I'm that. I'm just gonna get that's that. That's perfect. Because tell them why. Well, boom. So I've been using an Ur Electric email since 2014. Um, they did a a little co-branding with the Native Roots Company way back when, and I bought one, and it has worked flawlessly ever since. And I watch you kids. Mm. use this torch and it makes so much noise on the air and it, mm. I think it's dangerous and I think if somebody who didn't understand cannabis looked from across the parking lot at you using that torch oh, it, it's it the well, optics on it are bad I'm just saying that's a strange strange if they want a dab they can just come get a dab you know? no so I, re I reached out to them <laughs> and I told them how much I I don't enjoy using the uh the butane torch on the air and they said well let us send you one so i said well let me talk about you a little bit is the least i could do and it's a great great product and something i did find out that if you're like me and you have an old or electric you can send it back to them and for like 10 bucks they redo all the electronics inside wow really and yeah i mean it's that was i couldn't believe it when i went on the website and saw that but, uh, well, there you go. Fantastic. Feel like they already have a done deal. Is that what you're trying to say? Or are you just implying? No, it's no done deal. That's, just a, that's an implication. It's close enough. Well, we'll talk to them. Yeah, I mean, well. now that we're giving them a free shout out right now. In exchange, oh, my God. That's you know, worth $5,000. I mean, uh, <laughs> $10,000. <laughs> Do you use the titanium or the quartz? Uh, huh? They, they did not offer the quartz when uh, I bought the nail. It is titanium. Um, I wouldn't mind when I send it in for a refurb if they want to send it back with a quartz nail on there. I, I, I got to get a quartz nail. I'd be there's, just there's fine. Nothing. There was no way we're going back to, yeah. a, to a titanium. Every time I hit we a titanium, I'm just like, you tell him we can't do Very that. sad. I'm sure it'll be quartz. And no, now it is. He's listening yeah. right yeah, now because be like, oh, he just shit. wrote to me he's before just, the show. Tearing, yeah, they got one right here in the shop. He's, yeah. tearing, it. he's no. tearing it back, the box open right now. He's like, shit, I was getting rid of 2015 titanium nail for those guys. I thought they wouldn't know. But that's cool. Are they going to be okay with it saying native roots on it? You know, damn. It's fine. I, I, I can deal with the... Uh, no, I mean, any any electronic uh, Rhett's a, product. Rhett's a, Rhett's a friend of mine. So <laughs> oh, I, I, Rhett, um, you mean from Dandelion. He owned Dandelion, and then he met Josh Ginsburg, who, and then they joined uh, forces, and then they made native roots. There you go. Yeah. The, the history. No, well, you know. You know it all. And then the guy up in Vail. All right, so done deal's <laughs> coming soon to Earl Electric. We'll have to talk to them. We'll get some get some things flowing their way if if they're doing decent courts and it works and we'll, we like it on the air then there you go it'd be good i'm sure we'll like it we uh i did attempt 
with my Puffco Peak swag, but thing <laughs> broke <already. laughs> How many weeks did I have it for? Two weeks no, or something like that? No, it broke the yeah. first time you brought it in for me to no, use. No, I just ran out of power. You had it for maybe like four shows or something like that. Four shows. Yeah. There you go. It's a four-show deal. So <laughs> I'm waiting for waiting for a new atomizer. I may, uh, It's good as a backup plan, mm-hmm. but as usual. I'm excited uh, for the new Space Cannon, man. Those are, they're coming out the now end Now we're month. talking. What's yeah. a Space Cannon? So Space Cannon, we had them on the show uh, uh, last year? Yeah, about that. Some here. Yeah, somewhere last year, and so it's. Ba- I'll show it to you here in a second, but it's basically it. It's like a E mod, like pen type of thing that has like a water attachment on the top, and uh, it it's really easy to do. Which is the key, because that's the one thing I think that people don't take into account is that everybody's into vaping and smoking through mods and different things, but oh, nobody dude, uses water. No, nobody uses water. I've seen one of those, I think, and that to me is the kind of like the part that makes it all really dangerous because when you at least if you have that tiniest amount of barrier of water you know you change that every time and it stops something there's no way everything's getting through that water right it's a filter and and so it's a giving you that extra filter and i think of all the things out there water is the fucking most logical right so uh but people just sort of seem to have forgotten that and they're just like pounding on these (laughs) things and you're like yeah you wouldn't you know it's a little burnt well, if you get that no. metal, if you taste metal, that's bad. You know what bad. I mean. And if right. you if you look at something and it wears out within say, three months, it broke down into somewhere. It broke down right. into your lungs because it didn't just fly away in the midair. It, you know, got sucked through and right. went somewhere. So I think that's where people. That's why I'm excited for this new one because there's no coils on this one. It's all ceramic bowl. Nice. Yeah. So it's all ceramic and uh, we'll yeah. Give it over here and let us put it. Show it up. That's the old one, though. Oh, it's the old one. Oh, he see. You have to go to the old show and watch it. This is, but this is. You know, I don't watch a show. I neither, <laughs> neither do I. Neither do I. Oh, but that's th- wicked. Yes, I have seen one of these wicked cool product. And the thing is that he, the kid who was on, who, who when he was on the show, Adam, he was really like you can tell that he thought he he's the one who kind of came up with this concept, and then all of a sudden, bam! There's like five ripoffs because you know it's spill proof and that's the most important part when you're mm-hmm. ripoffs and you're going to get me on a tangent right now if this is manufactured in china then they're going to manu- they're going to run 20 percent oh. more and then they're just going to sell the surplus you know the, the ones they didn't sell yet at less money and uh, there's your knockoffs yeah well there you go yeah that's one angle but also there was just <laughs> a bunch of other guys who came out with the same same idea as far as the spill proof side of it all went um yeah, uh, before the next, okay, so in about three minutes, we're going to have uh, Jeremy calling in, and then we're going to start the uh, the auction will be starting. Dun, 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 dun. I think what we're going to do, we haven't really, I think he's been thinking about it more than me, because I said, oh, dude, when it comes to yeah. those kind of things, it's like a raffle where mm-hmm. if it, it'll just kill the party. Like Totally. I don't, I, we don't want to kill the party. My whole thing, when I go to a party and they start raffling shit, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to turn ugly, right? Because everyone's stoned and forgets their uh, thing. Dude. Where's my ticket? Where what was your what? number again? They, they keep, I just keep on going and going and going. There's the worst. Uh, when I was in the metal band, yeah. there was this promoter that wanted to do raffles at, in the middle of every show, and he would stop the middle of your set. You uh, already have momentum. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just uh, terrible. Uh, uh, oh, they came on and left. We're, we're, we're on. He felt like he jumped the gun, but it's okay. You can... If it is you, Jeremy, you're you're allowed to call in two minutes early. What? Who else you hyping up? Oh my God, you're doing one of these. Listen, they uh, (laughs) they just started (laughs) giving him free. He's getting free coffee, 100. percent I'm not. He's like, (laughs) I'm actually not. Did you see the ad I did for you? I I didn't. (laughs) I just I love their coffee. And they're in Boulder. They're in Boulder, right? 
I don't get out of Boulder much. They no. Ke- they keep me on a short They're niche. on uh, Arapahoe? No, they have like five locations. Oh, okay. Now. But that big one was on Arapahoe, the old one? They have one on Arapahoe. They have a grinder. 56 or something like that. They have a roaster. They have one in Longmont. And they just, uh, they have two down on Pearl Street. Well, there you go. But Those they have guys. a CBD coffee that they're doing with the Willies it's, people. It's crazy. I went everywhere I go, they have it. And it just <laughs> makes me like, I, oh, I, I, I kind of shake the, my head now. I'm just no. like, they have CBD chicken of this one place. I went CBD to, chicken? I was <laughs> <laughs> Let them put it in everything right now. It's that now. place that's near there. It's um, illegal, not illegal Pete's, but it's, it's illegal burger. Illegal burger? Illegal Pete's. No, illegal burger. Oh yes, yes, yes! On and a they have CBD home. on everything. Oh, I like, didn't know. Like if that. you want CBD on, and I'm like on your fries, <laughs> I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'll think I'll just take it when I need it. But that's fine, but I, uh, I, I really have no problem with them putting it in every food product or getting it out everywhere. I right don't, now. but it just gets kind of s- sort of. It's gonna roll stupid. back a little bit and shit. allow it to happen. It's solidifying the whole supply chain right now. Let it go. It's good stuff. Oh, Everybody nice. Well, there we CBD. go. So I just see that um, the uh, check that one thread that in the now the auction bidding is over on the Instagram at Build a Soil. Let's take a look there because yeah. he's got all the seats listed, and I'm sure he'll be saying that in the next minute. So I won't have to repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I get it all wrong. I'm the worst. So. What do you mean? You're just reading it off the chat room. He wrote I it. Bar- yeah, as it moves, I think my, my brain just sort of, oh, did, <laughs> I, did, I, did I miss something? I missed it. Yeah. You know. But that's what Mark's for. Mark is on it. What did I do? Task. Nothing. You, you're, you're, I told you. You're, you're making the, links. You're, the, you're putting up links. The brains. What? People calling you? Is that Amateur hour. Oh. How do I not have my hour. ringer off? Oh, my God. Wow. Is he fired? It's hemp benchmarks, actually. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Who we got? Oh, we needed our first technical glitch of the night. Jeremy. Hello. 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 Nothing. Uh-oh. Zero. There's an unknown person that says. He's unknown. It's, it's, I, I tested it before. It should be working. Hello, hello, hello. There's a difference between is and should be. <laughs> <laughs> this is the difference. If it was working, we no, would I hear. Now hear somebody. Hello. Who is that? Hello. I, I heard it was an echo. So that oh. was a... Someone's. <laughs> I think it's a computer. I think, uh, I think unknown person has to call back. Unknown, unknown person, person call. should call back. I think so. You have to drop him. Bye, unknown person. Sorry. He might not be speaking. Though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well. Huh? No. It's because I left my ringer on. Pulled a rookie move. You you started it actually. That was that was definitely. And you know it's on Mercury retrograde right now too. Oh. So this is like this show should just be falling apart by, <laughs> at, by at any moment. <laughs> but instead everything's all perfect. If that's not the no no two, it, tin two in a row two in a row though we have two <laughs> things. It's starting. I think we're just at the precipice of the whole thing. Oh no. That's how it all works. It kind of it's all connected. All okay, right. Unknown, unknown caller, caller again. All right. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Now now how we doing? Hello? Fail. Come on now. Maybe it's their phone. Yeah. I don't know. I tested tested What is it? Is the phone number 800 Adam Dunn Show? No. What's uh, the phone number? It's 720-310-8237. Why don't I call it? Uh, 720. 
I hear someone. Yes, I know. I can hear our voices in their background. I know. That's what I'm saying. I hear. So there's something wrong with their mic. Can you chat with them? I was trying to, but no. No? No? Messaging unavailable. Really? Hmm. Okay. Well, unknown person. Unknown person. Which I think is Jeremy. He can call. He can call. um, Maybe you're having a microphone issue if you're trying to use. Mm, Yeah. But if you're using a phone. You should call by Skype. Skype, right? Skype works great. Just call Skype. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, what? However they want to do it. Call phone, Skype. Skype. Jeremy. That all works. Call through Skype. All right. There we go. Try that again. Mercury uh, Mercury Retrograde. See, I said it. It's happening. It's all. It's all rolling off now. Here well, we go. Well, you shouldn't have said it out loud. I know. Well, you have to. Uh oh. Here we go. All right. Nine seven zero. Now we're talking. Hello. All right. Now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> What would you have your yeah. phone blocked or something? Skype check. It used my microphone. It didn't work. Uh, that's what I figured. I had I I I thought it was a mic issue because that's usually the the first of our. I issues. couldn't hear. We oh. couldn't hear you. Anyways, now I can hear you guys great. Oh, good. Fantastic. Well, now we can hear you. I think we're all here. So basically, we're we're saying uh, green screen fail. Obviously, that's yeah, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. <fine. laughs> I looked on YouTube to figure out how to do it, and I couldn't put it, put it together that quick in my office. So um, uh, I'm gonna you, order that. I think you're too much of a perfectionist. I know you. I know. I know your style. You were like gonna do it right or not do it at all. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're not like me. I just grab towels and random things and. Somehow. Honey, Cece, do you have a green shirt anywhere? <laughs> do the kids have any green clothing? Well, welcome to the show. So, <laughs> so um, you 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 uh, just posted on our chat that you uh, have now put all the all of them up on uh, your Instagram account, right? All the seeds. Yeah, to make it easy, I, you know, I didn't really want to be seen as like selling seeds and then shipping them out, but we're not taking the money. Yeah, someone else is sending them. We're just using it as like a launching pad and also leveraging uh, your reach with the Adam Dunn show to help out a good buddy. Sure. And to keep it away from the show and all the bidding and chatting, it's hard for me because the show's ahead of where we're at, like mm-hmm. to listen and watch. Yep. Um, we're just going to do the bidding over at the Build a Soil Instagram. I did a video, and yep. if you slide to the right, I also took a snapshot of my horrible handwriting, but it lists out 25 <laughs> packs of seeds. And if you have questions about what those seeds are, um, you can obviously try and look it up on Google, or you can reach out via Instagram, and we'll try and answer you during the show. And then the bidding stops when your show ends. So gotcha. we're going to try and raise as much money nice. during the show as possible, Sweet. and we'll see what happens. Okay, and I'm going to add also, uh, th- I'm going to add my very first mm-hmm. pack of Sage Master Select, which... Uh, this is literally like the prototype uh, of the packaging for it. So it's three packs of seeds, autographed by me, of course. That what a way to reuse a cassette tape case. I'd it's not even reused. I had to buy new ones. Of course, oh. these are fresh. These are fresh. But basically, um, everything's going to come in three packs, right? So I'll show a little stylish uh, and slide into old school cassette tapes now come on now there's nothing better than feeling than that right so i'm going to donate these ones also to the cause so those are in the bidding uh it is uh all osage crosses this is basically i have uh fromage uh which is exodus cheese times sage or times the osage and then the sage master which is 93 master kush times sage and then the zadage which is zeta times sage which in zeta is also a sage so it's a double sage hybrid what nice with some some emoji in it oh you like that right you're feeling it oh i love these cassettes um so 
So uh, I'll throw those in the so mix. So I'm going to put that as number 26. What should I call it? A three-pack? Yeah. Adam Dunn special? Sage Master Select. First ever, first Select. ever, first ever pack right here. This is the first ever of the new packaging. First ever of the new. Ooh. So there you go. Mm -hmm. It's Perfect. a prototype. Prototype. Perfect. In prototype phase even. And it's signed. I mean, that, signed. the price goes up by at least a couple of bucks. Two dollars more, maybe. Maybe 10. If you're lucky. But uh, also, I think James Loud was going to donate a pack of the uh, gym shoes, which is... <laughs> You can add that, and that's the Sage and Sour GMO cross that he's going to be talking about when he comes on the air you know, after you guys in a little bit, right before we do our final part of the show. So, they, so you can add his in right now, too. So he Nice. Okay, the GMO cross from? Uh, loud Seeds. It's Done Loud. <laughs> it's D-U-N-N <laughs> loud. Done loud. You done want to be the loudest person in the room. There you go. So, and it's a, it's it's the Sage and Sour male cross with GMO. There you go. And, and they, that's the first ever pack of those well. too. So those are coming out. I'll be. T uh, well, I'm going out. Going out to see him on Monday. So to see who? Uh, I just Jeff added Trump. those two. Yeah. And okay. It. And made the minimum bid forty bucks for everything. I think everybody's going to do better than that. We'll see. Sure. And then, um, uh, yeah, I kind of want to talk about a, a couple of them for a second. I want to get into some soil stuff, but I also want to make sure Kevin calls in and see what your plans were for that too. Yeah, what I was thinking. Let's talk. About, let's first have. Um, let's talk about the the auction a little bit about what the cause is and your your friend a little bit and talk about that right out of the gate so that that can get kind of okay. the ball rolling on that and see so people see the. The reason why we actually have this happening, and we're not, and that we're not just doing Adam Dunn show style, like antics until the end, to be like, oh, let's get real serious now <laughs> and talk about like a guy who actually needs this fucking people to listen. So let's talk now about that. It really is a good cause. Pay attention, everybody. Yeah, and also it's like uh, I think it, it's a, it's a interesting too because I was going through my seeds today, and I've got like, and I was like, yeah, you could, you. Could, it's so nice to be able to do this because people end up just. You end up with seeds from all over the place, and you, by just sitting in, in a in a can inside your fridge, is cool. But it's like not doing anybody any good until it hits the ground. Right. And so you could, yeah. and then when you get like one killer plant, you're like, whatever you spent is usually all worth it. You know what I mean? No matter if you spent hundreds about hundreds on other strains, and it doesn't even matter at that point. But when you it got could be that rare phenome, and when you get this, uh, you know, this cause like this going, it's like it's. it's it's interesting because of the timing, like you put a plant in the ground and then you help somebody out and they start doing better and your plant starts doing better. It's all like interconnected. You know, if it's like, it's like, whoa, you know, we, you get your paid back right away. There's no fucking around. Mercury like. retrograde my ass. Yeah, exactly. So let's uh, talk about first your buddy and then we'll talk about the strains. All right. Awesome. Well, a lot of you guys may have already spoken to him. Um, at least people that are build as well customers. Uh, he has been really helpful around here. He's an excellent grower. He, um, his name is Zach Branson. And he was one of the first build soil customers. He lived about an hour away from me. And so we kind of connected early on. And then because of his liver disease, you know, holding down a steady job um, was a little bit challenging. And we really wanted his help. And after a while, he came down and started to work here and was one of the best employees we've ever had. All of the customers really love him. And his liver disease got a lot worse. And so now it's potentially a blessing in disguise because he needs this liver transplant and he needed it, but they don't give you those things if you're doing well. And because of cannabis and because of diet, 
and and probably just because he's a great person, he lives significantly longer than most anybody with this rare liver disease. And that affects you, you know, when you're not supposed to be around anymore, so to speak, on paper, and you've beaten all the odds. And now he's got this last battle to get a liver, and he could have a great life. And it's not like he drank his liver away. He was born with this. And so if you go to Google and just type in Zach Branson, go fund me, you'll find it. Otherwise, go to Instagram, and I made it the link, the actual link in our profile right now. And go ahead and just donate. You can also buy seeds, and that'll go there. We're going to make sure that whoever wins, we're going to send them to donate. Uh, and then verify before we send any of the seeds out. Um, but it's a great cause, and it could really actually make a difference, help someone get back on their feet, because he's not able to work right now. Um, and it's making things a lot harder. So everybody pay attention. This is, this is yeah. you, know, you be everyone be thankful that we have our health right now. And if you've ever gone through a struggle or you've had a family member going through a struggle, you know how hard it is to watch them suffer. So if... Uh, if you're interested in some seeds, now is the time to bid or go to the GoFundMe page and make a donation. I mean, it's a yep, good thing to do. I agree. And he's just he's a hard worker, too, and he helps everybody um, selflessly. So a lot of times you won't know how bad his day or night was. And now he's not even, you know, even able to come to work. So uh, this is, you know, just uh, one thing that we could do. There you go. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice it's up on the screen right so there now. There you go. There's the writing. Now I see what you're talking about. Yours is better than mine, though, dude. I'm telling you. My sizing gets wrong. That's the problem. It's not the the, the actual letters are okay. It's just I somehow get smaller and smaller. <laughs> like, like I do that thing where you like I get tired. I just start doing things like different so all of a sudden it's like well this is a lost art right now writing with your hand and taking ink to page is uh is going to go away there they've already stopped teaching kids in school cursive yeah cursive is gone which is yeah. weird you know they're like you're like that was a whole that was a quite a rigmarole to fucking go through that fucking phase uh, yeah. which i can and i feel glad i can still do it but i mean who to who your grandmother yeah. <laughs> so right. there's like no reason you're gonna ever. type out and you teach them typing skills you're never gonna do it but they should know how to write. So yeah, let's go. Uh, so let's go through some of these uh, strains. We have the one through we have one through twenty five up there, which are the most important ones because I know that we talked about the, the next two. Yeah, how do we do that? Do you want to throw an image up from that Instagram, or should I just walk people through one through twenty five real quick? It's already up. Oh, it's already up. Where yeah, it's already up. Right. It'll be up in just a second. It's a little yeah. delay. We're we have go. to have a delay just Man, in case Adam says something live. inappropriate. We have to, to dump right. out of live. Yeah. We are about a 30 yeah, second delay. To the right, <laughs> and you'll see that list just as a picture. Cool. Yeah, I play the video all the way through, and then I and then I swiped over. So You're, it's it's static okay. right now. It should be it's static. You can start talking about it right now. Yeah, you can go for it. We got Queen's all Mistress right, number one. Oh, I guess I'm catching up. All right, so Queen's Mistress, this I would like Kevin to talk about uh, maybe when he gets on here. But okay. he did a Long Valley project. Um, we spent some time together at the Emerald Cup, and he was collecting a lot of important genetics to him for his greenhouse, and he's done a lot of very important selecting. And then he made some seeds that were kind of like his personal collection, and every once in a while some of those seeds slip out of the vault, and they've been some of the better seeds that I've grown. And it's got a you know personal connection to me, so I really like the story. But this one is a Gorilla Glue number four alien rock candy hit up to that Canyon Queen, which is the Long Valley project. And there's been some phenomenal seeds. They're really disease um, and pest resistant. And there's three packs. So they're all the same. Um, 
but you can bid on one, two, or three. And that's from Elk Valley Heirlooms. And then we've got the Klingon candy, which you can follow along our grow from All We Know Is Dank. And uh, he's an employee here as well. We really like supporting uh, our team. And so we're trying some of his seeds here uh, in the build as well side by side. There's also, let's see, you can watch the video and feel the names of these, but the Klingon candy is a cookie jar, Scentsy Burn OGF3. They've got Fire on the Mountain, which is a fluffhead snow monster. Fifth Dimension is a cookie jar snow monster. And then I've got um, Old Time Moonshine from Mosca Negra, uh, from Mosca Seeds. Sorry. And then uh, two packs because they're, I think, six seeds in a pack, so that'll make a full pack. And then we've got the Mountain Temple from Bodhi. And some of these seeds are harder to get right now, and so I wanted to get stuff from our collection that was a little bit harder to find. And so if you look at the Mountain Temple, I believe that's one with his Appalachian mail that he's no longer got, so it's a little bit harder to find that stuff. And now I'm looking around on my desk for that pack so that I can read it to you. But yeah, uh, no, not the Mountain Temple. That's one of these purple ones. Sorry. Okay, Mountain Temple, Temple Appalachia, yep. And what's the next one? Guava Wookie. Guava, guava Wookie is Stardog Guava Wookie 15. And we've got the Iraq Rania 88G13. Mother's Milk is that other one that I was talking about. That's the uh, Nepali, uh, Nepali OG, Nepali OG, and Appalachia. I'm probably murdering these names. Um, and then we've got the Askui Dragon's Blood F3. So those are all really interesting seeds. I think those. Should be bid on for sure. Um, next up, I met these people through RootWise at the Emerald Cup, and they're the Good Seed Co. Um, great guys. They grow everything from seed and keep all their own stuff around. And so they've got this Cherry Garcia band. And uh, because I think these are small packs, so I, I might combine these as one, but I don't want to confuse everybody. So uh, I think they're six packs. So if anybody gets these, I'll hook them up with something else just to sweeten it. But the Cherry Garcia is the Cherry Garcia Sour Band and the Sour Chil Trilogy. That's Sour Alien, Sour Diesel, and Sour Band. Um, and then we've got the Gills Nils Swamp Boy. These are great guys. And I've had these seeds for a little while. really want to pop them, but I think that they'll bring a little money. This is the White and Georgia Pine. Classic, really, really good seeds. Um, we've got the Holy Crack from Coastal, which they renamed uh, as, I think, Ohana. And it's Green Crack and Big Sur Holy Wheat. Uh, those are phenomenal. We've got the 707 Chem Dog, which is, I believe, that Chem 4 from 707 Seed Bank. And then from Swami, um, Gastanistan, who started a lot of this for me, we've got some of his Tahunaba Cherry Bomb, which is the Mr. Green Jeans 1979 Maui Wowie IBL. And we've got two packs uh, of five of the Tillamook Strawberry from Alpha Chronic. We'll go back to the, the Maui Wowie one. Oh, wait, say that one again. Yeah, so... I've got a pack of the Cherry Bomb, which is from Swami back in the day, of the Mr. Green Jeans 1979 Maui Wowie IBL, is what we were told. And he did some crosses with this. This one's to another Hawaiian one called Kahunaba. And I think it's got some interesting stuff in there, and they're really fat, beautiful seeds. Um, and that's from Swami. Uh, oh, man. And we can't bid on them because we're in the air. Swami, not Swami Select, but Swami Gaskanistan. I dig it. That sounds like a great cross. Yeah. And then we've got the Tillamook Strawberry, right? The two packs. And then uh, Verified Genetics, Kingston, he's an awesome grower. Um, his Bazooka Bumble has been published in a couple magazines. And so that's a phenomenal cross. Um, 
let me see where that one went so I can read it off here. While you're looking at that, notice his handwriting, how his text actually gets bigger as he goes through the things as he's realizing he's almost done. <laughs> uh, so that's the 89 Purple Afghani Sour Diesel crossed to a pre-98 Bubba Kush DJ Short Blueberry Bubblegum and old school pink Fino Bubblegum. So I don't know how that all is in there, so to speak, but the Bazooka Bumblebum, uh, Bazooka Bumble, you can totally look that up. Then there's a Limit Alien from La Plata Labs and also their Durango OG, which um, those are easily researchable. Then, of course, the Flow from DJ Short. I shook his hand and met him at the Emerald Cup and got a few packs of seeds from him. And this flow is something that I feel like might bring a little money for Zach. And then we've got two packs that are half packs from Pollination, and one of them is Bananas Fix. Um, and Bananas Fix is Grandma's Sugar Cookie Loud Sour, and the Sappy Sour 2.0 is a Sappy Sour Loud Sour AJ Sour Diesel, the White Loud Sour. And then, of course, number 26 and 27, you guys mentioned, um, and that's the Adam Dunn Special Sage Master. And 27 is the Dun Loud GMO Sage Sour. Most of those are the first ever. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think we covered it all. Gym Shoes, the last one's called Gym Shoes. Start your bidding. Start your bidding. Get on there. Oh my God, it should be. So go to the build a, uh, breaking Instagram servers. Build We're breaking servers. <laughs> yes, if if it do, if the server does go down while you're bidding, don't worry. We have a, a full team of tech experts. We'll yeah, get it back up right in just a few minutes. <laughs> we have that problem all the time because we're burning out. We're just burning them up. <laughs> yeah, but the the staff here is capable of yeah. of moving mountains. If so you could imagine what was going on behind the scenes right now, it's crazy. It's crazy. There's cray. like there's like people doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get Kev on the line anytime, no problem. We can uh, patch him in and start, you know, so we don't have feel like we have to uh, withhold sure, information. Yeah, yeah, Come on, let's get him on here. Yeah, let's do that. Wait, can we make right, two calls at the same okay. time? We can do this. I'm gonna uh, okay. And you can put the other logo, um, Rootwise logo, behind. You're already all over that? He's already all over. Already you don't have the, you got the tinfoil hat ready? Oh, oh. oh yeah. I'll have those ready for you. Left and right. All right. Tinfoil He's tinfoil got to dodge left and right. Uh-oh. Yeah. And you get a good 40 seconds ahead of me before I realize you put it on me. Bob I told you I would have brought the real one if I would have only remembered it. Stoner moment number 420. It's crazy with the flow, too, because it's one of those plants where I, I, I used to have it in Amsterdam, and it was, it was good, but it was also like... Uh, I don't know. It was just like it, it kind of took over everything that it touched. It was one of those plants, and I kind of didn't like the, that fact because it was like I don't want stuff that. Caller, you're on the air. Who do we got? Turns into that again. Three years ago, everybody crossed the flow with everything. This oh, it's is, with everybody. Uh, Captain Kevin Kirk here with uh, the Captain Kirk is on the line. Awesome. <laughs> Finally, this has been a long time. Live long and prosper. It's been a long time. We've been talking. Every time we talk to Jeremy, we talk about having you on. Every time I see you at a show, we talk about having you on. Yeah. We haven't quite had it happen yet. I'm glad that no. we get you both on the show at the same time because now we get like a, a twofer going on here. Um, no, it's awesome. Uh, happy to be here and thanks for having me, man. Finally, you know, glad to finally make it work. Right. I mean, it's busy times now, too, because everything has gone ballistic in, in the uh, ag world when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, yes. Yes, absolutely. So, so uh, first and foremost, you know, Jeremy been talking about this obviously and with all the seats just really uh happy to be here supporting our friend zach and um 
like you guys said enough about him, but I I just can't say what a beautiful human being he is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jer- Jeremy, when Jeremy hired him, um, I mean, you always want, you know, there's a lot of great people out there in social media and growing cannabis and, and in this whole world. But when you bring him into like a really fast paced, high pressure retail and manufacturing environment, you're like, how are they, how are they going to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And from the first second that I walked in when Zach was there, uh, I, he's a stellar employee, unbelievable hard worker, constantly doing stuff. Would never sit around and want to bullshit while everybody else was up there talking stuff. He's like, I got to sweep this and do this and clean this and straighten this. And I just want to attest to uh, what an awesome cause this is. So that's that. Sure. No, that's good. Uh, and, and again, like, uh, that's the hardest part of this industry. All the pieces, like, anytime people talk to me about all the, all the things that, you know, the, the fuck ups you can have, it's just like the number one thing is having a good crew of people that are solid and they're very hard to find these days. Like, it used to be easier. Now it's yeah. like it's getting harder and harder. And the thing is, when I, when I put people on jobs, that are good and competent, they never lose that. As long as that place doesn't go down the tubes, they end up staying there till the end, to the bitter end, because yeah. I just put people that are, you know, that are quality into those positions because I don't want to give myself a bad name. And so I'm always, you know, kind of recommending different growers to different jobs. And like I said, some of them get these fucking, <laughs> there's times they get jobs that I'm like, you're making like more than I do every year. How the fuck did I, how did I do that? But, but the reality is that, you know, you're putting them in, in real fucking high end, uh, situations where they, they can make or break a company. And that's, that is the hardest thing. A good crew of people send. So you, whenever you get somebody like that around you, you got to. You got to take care of them, and then when they're in need, like they are. I mean, of course, with genetics, if you can get other people to grow those instead of you hanging <laughs> on to them, it's fucking worth its weight in gold. Talent <laughs> is everything, if not more. You know, yeah. Well, not really gold anymore because yeah. now it's worth shit. But no. <laughs> so now might be the time for everyone to click that link above that's in the chat room and go to the Instagram page and yeah, just have that open in the corner. Have it open on your window and yeah. I mean, don't miss out. Somebody outbids you. You know what you should do is you should outbid them. And then you should find out who they are and you should split the get the best cut. Just say, give me the best cut and I'll, I'll work it out that way. Yeah, you exactly. Go. You have to share this. You and go I'm gonna and share off, it. Uh, I'll turn off the commenting on the IG uh, once the show's done so I can go through it. Of course. Oh, and that's the best part is you got organized guys not like guys like us <laughs> who be like i don't know dude we go halfway through we could figure it out we got mark it did you turn that yeah. off man uh, we, you <laughs> got you got jeremy actually organized <laughs> and getting on it and getting those things figured out yeah but now you're gonna make adam want to keep the show on for like four and a half five hours just to to up the bidding more when mark's got to go someplace oh, tonight yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to be here till till 11.30. 11.30. What's, what's no no Jim Norton for me. He's going to Jim Norton tonight, so he said forget about it. Forget about forget it. Forget about it. Uh, uh, forget about it. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, move on to, well, genetics-wise, which were the strains that you wanted him to talk about that you said <laughs> that were kind of close to him before, Jeremy, that you wanted Kevin to what's talk that? about? Which strains? There was a couple that oh, you the said. Oh, Queen's Mistress. I just wanted him to explain it, so I got it right. There you go. Yeah, that was um, so originally you know, starting with the, the first year Jeremy and I went out to Emerald Cup. I uh, picked up. I think it's the last year there was any kind of official release for the Long Valley Royal Kush. I started with uh, a number of packs of those. 
um, used a, a bunch of males and one female to do an in-cross with. Uh, the female was, a, was a, not as typical as, uh, as some of the other Long Valley phenotypes that were in there, um, a little more sa- uh, sour dominant. Um, and then I used that as a foundation to basically became what I call my Canyon Queen line. Um, so I took the Long Valley in cross that I did, and then I did some back crossing to some of its roots in the Sour Diesel once again, and uh, the original Royal Kush uh, from Mandelbrot. Um, so working out from there, um, I, I started hanging out know with if, guys do you know in if that's valley. Do you know if that's the same um, cut that the guys like over, like Miles Felipe and those guys use, I think, that kind of, on their um, Mesa cookie cross, which is like a bl- uh, bubble lime, yes. bubble lime cookies or something like that, I, and then I think a Mandelbrot. I, bu- yep. a, I believe that I believe that yeah. came from me. You know, we were all living in uh, Paonia, Hotchkiss, the North Fork Valley uh, right. for many years. You know, I was there for twenty years, and right. um, I believe that is what Miles used. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because then I got that mail and use that in the last cross with him. Nice. So there we go. We're continuing. Awesome. We're continuing the deal. Because I was like, oh, what's yeah, it? He's like, world. Exactly, it's right? Nice. So there you go. That's nice to know. But go no, ahead. No, it's, it's awesome. So so I did some uh, I did some outcrossing with the Bat Canyon Queen line to a number of varieties that really caught my eye in the valley. And uh, Mesa Runner Jones on Instagram was like, I would meet him when I was delivering Rootwise to the local grow shop, and he'd to be like, hey, I want to bring you these flowers. And a couple of them really caught my eye. One of them was his love affair, um, and that is uh, alien rock candy like Gorilla Glue 4. So um, all, the, all the crosses coming out of that are typically in appearance, a lot of Royal Kush dominance. But in like for me, I was looking to take that Royal Kush um, and, and kind of kick up the nose a notch, kick up the flavor a notch. Um, as, as stable a breeder as it is, I was just trying to add a little bit of flair to it. Um, and all the while maintaining how early it is. I can't stress how early these varieties are. It's awesome, especially out here in Colorado, to be done third week in September sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, so that was, that was really my intentions with that. You know, I just... Uh, try to take what works for me and, and make it a little better and, and occasionally pass it on to the community at large. So there you go. Sure. Good for you. And uh, how about this year? How is, you, how is everything looking this year for you? As far as, because I mean, we're kind of at the end now, right? As far as root-wise goes? No, well, I mean, as far as any outdoors, personal stuff that you got going on. Did you? Oh, gotcha. Ah, okay. Well, uh, interesting. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm in a completely new chapter now. Uh, I sold my farm a year and a half ago after being in Paonia for 20 years and moved to Evergreen. Oh, really? Um, and all, uh, yeah, Rootwise is my full-time gig. So um, that's, that's all I have going on these days, and which is a really good thing. And, uh, you know, having a family, um, basically the long story short, is that my daughter plays soccer at a very high level, and we had to get her close enough to Denver to uh, help her accomplish her, her goals. Right. So she's in high school and uh, flying all over the country playing soccer and was, was in the national championship for her age group this year, and mm-hmm. it's uh, just kind of what, what you do. So that's, uh, that's what's going on in my life. 
yeah so uh, but you have a lot of a bunch of breeding projects i'm sure to, uh, that's the crazy thing is when you have it's kind of nice to take a break to be able to s- really think about what you're going to do when you do actually start up somewhere else doing some more runs because for me it's a it's a itch that's yeah. kind of hard to like you, it's really hard to not grow anything especially from seed because uh not even about production but just just to have some sort of keep things keep seeing new things you know what i mean that's what i think about it like a, uh, yeah a, it, exactly that's my um, sort of like that's like yeah, my, my uh, you know, saving grace in a sense otherwise i get real tired <laughs> real bored if i'm not really seeing new shit yeah. all the time yeah r- you know right now um i am i'm working with a lot of people i've known over the years who are working with all the crosses that i've done and uh working more through it that way at the mm-hmm. moment that's so awesome. um yeah it's it's been a it's been a huge life change for the better really i mean 20 years of walking out the front door and you know, literally have like 600 animals looking at you of all different varieties saying, feed me, you know, I, yeah. uh, it's, it's <laughs> you know, the deal full-time, full-time small-scale organic ag is yeah. what I did for 20 years. So, yeah. And it, and, and it's, uh, also cool to see people do stuff on scale that with your work and then you can see it in a totally different light. Cause you're not like looking at it from the day it's born until until now you're actually just kind of walking right. it, walking in and seeing it like, Oh shit, it's in full flower. And it's like, okay, now it even looks different <laughs> than you thought it was going to look because it's like more uniform or not depending. Hopefully, hopefully it is. But there's yeah. times when we've had stuff where I've watched people do it, like a couple acres of it and then see it from like, pretty far up coming looking down it's like almost like fuck it looks like it's clones looks perfect you know what i mean and it's not even it's not feminized this is normal seeds and he just you know took out the males and planted them just you know in the tight and they just look like like actual clones you know so i was like all right that's nice and i've seen other times where it's just yeah. like a jungle of nightmare <laughs> and you're like okay i don't know about that area but like, uh-oh yeah uh, no, so far, you know, I'm working with with really stable, you know, parent lines. I, I've been been really lucky and really happy with what I've seen. I was in a greenhouse in Taylorania about a month ago that I just I, it was jaw dropping. And and then to feel like, you know, yes, I, I helped in this process and and um, you know carry these genetics forward. And this, these are their expressions, and it's making somebody else really happy. Hmm. And that's that's really all it boils down to for me. So. You're a caretaker. It's funny how Paonia is such a like yeah. cannabis sort of. It's like for Colorado, it's definitely like where a lot of real smokers. It seems like either make contact or do or you know like there was a lot of uh, mountain bike riders back in the day that used to be like that was their spot. You know what I mean? And then they'd oh, hook, yeah. hook up there with the best other guys who rode and were killer and had killer weed. And that was like the the kind of snowboarding of the summer, I guess, kind of crowd or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Is it still like that there or still got it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Paonia is a, you know, Paonia is, uh, one of the best kept little secrets in the entire state. And, um, it's a very, very small community, uh, very tight knit. Um, but it has, there's, there's a lot of amazing people and amazing things there. And it, it did nothing but, but, give to me for 20 years in many different varieties in many different shapes and forms so yeah because my friend was out there and he was like that was his whole deal he like he still talks about it like you know he, he was from texas originally but he was a mountain bike rider and he would come up there and then he moved to paonia at one uh, at one point 
and he was riding bikes, and he just had, like, he's like, dude, over there, man, just the best. Like, it was the best weed of the whole fucking... Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't <laughs> guess there's not enough getting getting in our hands here, but uh, it's still, but there's still some killer weed being grown there, I assume. Yeah, there was a little bit of a lull, I'd say. I moved there in 98, and I would say, you know, back when, I, I believe High Times did an article kind of like blowing up Peonia sometime around <laughs> a rainbow gathering in, uh, when would that, that would have been in the late 80s, I think, or early 90s, there was a rainbow gathering there, and uh, a lot of press kind of came down on Peonia, and there were a number of very large crackdowns. So when we moved there in 98, things were just starting to rebound as far as, as that culture in Peonia goes. Um, and then following, you know, in the next few years, uh, when Obama took office and Eric Holder kind of made the, the very public statement they wouldn't really be prosecuting medical patients and medical gardens, you know, Peonia completely has had this massive cannabis renaissance. So... Uh, and, and, you know, I was, I was living there during all of that and it was, uh, you know, it just <laughs> changed the culture of that little town once again. So. Right. Yeah. I know. I think it's, uh, a lot of those places get, obviously the, was the whole point of this stuff is when it's nice and tight and knit community and everybody's doing good and everything's rolling, but it's like, as we know, as we noticed with cannabis stuff, it's either like when you're, you know, back in the day when people were making real money, it made, it's because it was real money, and then when there's not enough money, it's because there's fucking not enough, and you know, there's sure. other reasons why it's always uh, hard in those little tiny towns to keep everything kind of rolling like they used to be. Like in NorCal, it used to be everyone had fifty thousand dollar cars and they were living in shacks. You know what I mean? You know, like, and like, you go to the hideaway <laughs> outside a Honeydew or Petrolia, and you trade clones in the eighties is what really would happen. Right, right. So. um yeah, well, I was also saying when I, I think I was talking to Jeremy one time, and it was funny. I was out at um, Center, Colorado, and I was at one of these big one of these big hemp farms. And as we walked up on one of the, we were driving up with the owners, and we were looking at all these pivots. And this is about middle of July or so, and uh, there was one of the tractors just sitting there still. And the guy's like, "Hey, where's the guy? Why is he not cultivating? What the hell's going on?" You know, and then. Uh, He's like, well, he had to go pick up the thing from Rootwise and then come back and spread it. And I was like, oh, wow, these guys are actually putting some fucking energy into this so- into this soil here. They're not just fucking around. Nice. And uh, yeah, and that was like a, I think it was like a, the total of the whole place was something like 15 square miles or something of hemp. So it was, <laughs> it was a pretty. Farm. I was like, man, I hope you got, I hope you, I hope you got the whole farm because not just one one pivot. But uh, you must have been going nuts trying to keep up with all that, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, this, this year, my head's still spinning a little bit, uh, but, you know, that's, it's, it's been a little overwhelming, I'm a one-man show, um, but at the same time, you know, we, we were able to handle, I would probably say 95% of the demand for my products, and, uh, you know, with, with Jeremy and the support from build a soil and then myself, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think we, we got it done, um, it's it's just been it's really amazing to see people incorporating a full spectrum biological program at that scale, and what, one of the things that made it a little bit easier on my end was that you know my my relationship uh, as far as starting the business goes was my products are cultured and prepared 
in a concentrated agricultural form already designed for broad acreage application. Um, as far as bringing my product to like small scale gardens and even even like you know a, com- a large commercial scale indoor operation is small compared to acreage. Yeah. So it was more of a challenge for me to adapt my products to these smaller scale farms and and gardens. Um, so when the hemp boom started, it was really easy for me to say, oh, boom, this is already completely integrated for broad acreage application. So yeah. That's one thing that, that really helped us, and, and, and the cost per acre and you know, all, all of that um, is a no-brainer. So Nice. Um, and how about the sourcing of all that stuff, though? Is it, are you finding any kind of, like, hiccups along the road of just, like, cause, because I always wonder when are we going to, when's the tipping point, you know, because I go see people, like, 1,000 acres over here and, you know, 2,000 acres over yeah. there. And, and, like, I know that one guy did it, and if he does better than everybody else, and they're all like, what did that guy use? And then all of a sudden you're, like, inundated. Are you, do you see any, like, future <laughs> future laws? Because, I mean, mycorrhizae always seem like such a mysterious product. Like, there's only a couple sources, and, you know, everybody's using the same source, and there's nine different companies with different packaging. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all that uh, over the years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely. We hit... Um, we definitely hit a threshold. I want to say, Jeremy, do you remember when that was, when we were looking at deadlines as far as uh, culturing schedule in the lab went? Um, no. <laughs> so the, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm thinking it was, yeah, I know, both Jeremy and I's heads are still spinning. <laughs> I, I think, I, I want to say somewhere in the first half of July, we started to get to the point where, um, because of the fact that in, in agriculture, the nature of the business is farmers don't always plan ahead as well as they could, and it's not just with hemp, it's with everything. And they say, okay, go call the guy and get the rootwise here. And if, if somebody was like, hey, I'm doing 300 acres, I need rootwise in three days, it was kind of like, well, we, you know, without some <laughs> you know, forecasting, we, we ran into a point where I remember telling Jeremy, Somewhere in that early part of July, I said, if orders aren't in by this date, I think it was on Friday, somewhere around July 4th, I was like, these orders just simply cannot be filled in time. Um, I, we, so we brought it right up to that point. I don't think we lost you know, or, or let too many farms down, um, but it was right up to that point, Adam, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah, because I guess... Um, I'm already, like, scheduling next year, put it that way. We're already like scheduling dates and forecasting what what I did this year and what kind of growth we're looking at and what the only thing I can stress to farms at this point is and and that you know the largest farms this year um, when they forecasted early and put down deposits mm-hmm. it works a whole lot smoother so um, well I'd love to talk to you after the show about uh, 800 acres in Matagorda County Texas March planting awesome Awesome, no problem. So uh, that sounds really exciting. I, I've talked to another farmer down in Texas who's going big this year as well. So it's it well, is uh, we're, we're gearing up for another great year. They've been growing rice and soy and other crops down there for eighty years, uh-huh. and uh, they actually think it's southern enough that they'll be able to get two crop rotations in. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. What? Yeah, depending when when their first. Well, we can talk after the show, but yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to <laughs> all that plant dates and, and everything. So, yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I think now it's just people getting a uh, reality check on some of the areas that thought it was the greatest place on the planet and then realize it's too wet. And then other places that, you know, uh, tried to grow, like, with really super widespread and then real have these little tiny plants and then other people who just crushed it and put them way too tight you know what i mean so there's a lot of that going on yeah, over the over yeah. the and that's what i kind of see is uh numbers are going to be a lot different like auto flowers are like people going to go nuts put like ten thousand on an acre right. you know at least like yeah, at least 10 right. 15, love 000. to hear from them call i mean i would really li- i know i know any self-respecting hemp well, farmer right now is in his field but if you're out there i would love to hear about your harvest totals how it went for you what your cbd percentages were you know how did you conduct your business right did you sell your crop as a futures crop did you have somebody who was ready to dry it? Because we talked about this. This is where all the problems are in the industry is nobody's thinking about what are they, how are they going to dry their crop, how are they going to process it, yeah. where is and, it going to go? If they are, and if they are, then, uh, you know, they're hopefully smart enough to, like, turn around and become the, the source for all that. Dr- like, that, that's all it takes is a couple mm-hmm. couple smart people with a few million bucks. And <laughs> they're like, all right, dryer <laughs> here, dryer there. Get over here, you know, because uh, – there's a lot of waste going down in the well, industry. Well, the, the project in Texas, when we planned it out, we actually, one of the first CapEx expenditures was for the drying equipment before almost anything else. You know, it, it, if you don't have that solved, you have a problem with your crop. I mean, you have to riddle it. Right. Well, it depends on your goal. You know, we have a lot, a lot of farmers that are just going to combine it and go to straight CBD, and they don't have any desire to dry it properly. Well, True. I mean, what like, you can't freeze it though. You can't like they're, they're how they processing. It? Yeah, and what if you're what you if you're processing? Feel like hey, you mean just drying it out like uh, you're rolling it and yeah, you just cut it down, dry it, and it feels like hey. Yeah, and then go uh, yeah. scoop it up. I mean, we've got uh, there's a big farm out here that uh, a lot of stuff froze that went late, and instead of chopping it down to actually you know get molded up, it would freeze, and they'd come process it. Uh, dry afterwards with a machine that can just separate the bud and the seed and everything and just strip it off the stock and leave the stocks out there. Oh, yeah, it's pretty I saw, incredible. I saw that thing. Wow. Post the link to that on the chat room. I want to watch It's got that kind of rubber finger. Yeah, so it's got like the rubber finger. There's lots of different niches. That one? That's you know, it. whether you want to just produce massive quantities or whether you want to do something that's really quality, dry, cured, right? And then, of course, there's that smokable hemp, um, which that whole Delta 9 versus you know thca conversation kind of skewed that wildly mm-hmm. and now you got a lot of people with hot hemp and hot oil that aren't real final products that they can only sell to middlemen and it's the wild west out there it's crazy times for sure uh, it's all over the place yeah, yeah every, everybody i'm talking to has has you know a slightly different take on how they're handling their harvest how they're handling their season maybe they shut out thinking they were going to grow for isolate this year and uh, meanwhile, now, now they're harvesting all their tops for smokable and then chop, drop, and combine the rest. So everyone is, is working a slightly different angle to ensure their success so that they can, you know, keep on keeping on. Yeah, it's, yep. uh, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, it's definitely going to shake out again. Like, it's like every year is another different type of shakeout. This one is, is the hot, hot product coming to the market the industry's four years old i mean we're, we're lessons learned we're you just learning need, like, something every year lots of chromatography machines like right now just be like <laughs> i will take out all <laughs> i will say i'll clean it out for you because 
they need to end up with a whole lot of THC, which is a terrible thing. No, it's a, it's it, a waste product. It's complete waste product. Complete Go, waste product. We'll you just you, you take it and throw it away. Totally. Don't worry about it. Of course it. you would. Of course you would. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting these next few, uh, well, next year, basically, because that shit's, and a lot of it's getting stolen and sold as weed, and it's a mess yeah. out there. It's a mess out there. Stolen and sold as weed. I didn't even. Oh, I wasn't uh, even oh, there's thinking. There's lots of that going on. There's lots of that going on. Like, just every day. That's all you. That, that you see that here, there, and everywhere. Where a hundred plants get ripped off here, hundred plants get rip, ripped off there, and you know that they're drying that and trimming it and selling it as thousand yeah. dollar pound weed. Last year I had a. <laughs> last year I had a couple reports from some very large hemp farms that got completely professionally robbed from their uh, drying facility. And everyone knew it was hemp, even the people that were stealing it. I mean, they had to know. So I'd imagine that's where it went, to the streets as uh, that old weed, you know? Yeah. Same thing happened to people we know last year by literally cartel guys came, broke the fence open, drove in with a truck with stolen snowmobiles on top. They threw the snowmobiles off and then loaded up, uh, took a... a forklift and picked up all the bales that they had uh, had already prepared like they went through everything you know and oh prepared God. like you know went and stripped <coughs> it and fucking separ- separated it all by hand and had like about f- six bales or something like that set up in you know, a couple thousand pounds and uh yeah they broke through and fucking stole all that shit held the, the security guard at gunpoint but it was very insider kind of weird like Oh, and then the guy went home, like, what? After the guy just went home, he didn't go to the police, like, what? You know, so there was some weirdness, but it was definitely cartel. More to the story. And, uh, yeah, and that was only in Longmont, you know, that was no, that was nothing great. Yeah, that was Longmont? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, we need, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yep, holy so, moly. <laughs> holy moly. Actually, no, it was Erie, Colorado, is where it was. Oh, well, then Erie, that's it. That's okay. Oh, that's okay. Erie. Yeah. That's a huge metropolis. No, that's just crazy. <laughs> that that's what's happening right okay. now. I mean, I I know everyone's trying to change the nomenclature. They don't want to use the word black market anymore. Whatever market it is, the non-regulated It's traditional. It's traditional work. Traditional yeah, market. Traditional market. Whatever market that is, it, it's time to come into the, the light. <laughs> you got to come into the light now. It's We waited. I... I been i'm too old and i've 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 had to buy cannabis in too many shady places long before we had legalization so come into the light right now there's plenty of money in there's for everyone to make we don't need to steal any hemp and sell it as cannabis that's crazy no it is super crazy and and but totally to, to be expected because you pretty much look at everybody's expression when they see really nice looking grown hemp. They're like, that looks just like weed. And you're like, yep, it looks just like it because it's pretty much the same plant. just doesn't have the right cannabinoids. And right. Uh, yes, if you were an asshole, you could sell it to somebody and they would probably buy it and not notice it for a, about an hour until right. they go like, wait, wait a minute. What the hell? I smoked like five <laughs> joints. I ain't got shit. But that's the... that that. That is the industry we have when the arbitrary notation is less than 0.3% THC. It didn't say anything else about the genome, so we yeah. bred down mm-hmm. cannabis plants to be low in THC and high in other cannabinoids. It's going to look the same. It's going to smell the same. And like you said, I, mean, I wasn't even thinking about it. It's going to be passed off as oh as God. good cannabis. Well, just imagine how much filler like weed, like when you get guys who sell 100 pounds and then they give you, they show you two really good right. pounds and they give you 98 pounds of that. You know what I mean? It's like, that's going to happen. There's all that kind of... I think all the more time like, for a dab right now. Everybody should, should... It's like making counterfeit money out there, you know, for the... 
for criminals. What are you looking well, for? Yeah, with this thing, you want to figure out how to use this. Oh damn. my god, this an old guy using old a torch. Old guy with a torch. This is like a whole episode. No, I'm gonna go. This whoops, a, and I'm gonna a, make Mark come so, over here uh, and do it for me. So, so you think that the future, though, is for, is just like uh, industrial scale growing, and not really. There's not gonna be much for the for the art, you know, artisanal grower of hemp in the near future, right? Or will they? Yeah, no, it's going to be... Uh, I'm, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll let you guys answer, but I think it's going to be grown for ingredients to be put in food product and beverages and, and just every cannabinoid that you can refine out of it. Yeah, and I don't... Like, my passion is... I love cannabis, but I don't like how Western medicine always wants to strip it down to one ingredient and then trying to extract that particular one but when you get older and you start to realize that's how business works and, um, you know, I'm trying not to be ungrateful for the opportunity, but at the same time, I'm also trying to push it forward into something that might fit the, uh, the story that build would rather tell. And so there's a number of farmers that are looking to get away from plastic and use permaculture. And there's a lot of farmers that are growing smokable flour. I still love working with THC better, but I think there's going to be a market for, you know, beautiful, hand-trimmed, smokable, old wheat, basically, CBD flour. And if it was direct to consumer, I bet you the growers could probably afford to make a living off of a small greenhouse instead of competing with these large acreage, you know, CBD outfits. So we'll see. I just don't know if there's going to be a real continuing market for CBD flour or whether it's just a bubble fake market. Flour, I, I think there'll be a market for any high cannabinoid flour and... Um, listen, people are, this plant, we, we have to go through this point in time where people strip it down and they make isolates out of it and they try to sell all the different products out of it. Uh, just allow this to be that point in the industry as it's growing and people will start to understand how important whole plant is to keep it around for its medicinal aspects due to the entourage effect. Um, but we have to sort of just open the playing field and say, is it CBN? Do you know how to extract CBG, THCVA, all those other minor cannabinoids? I'd love to see them extracted so that we can do a little bit of research on them. I mean, it, if one could actually say that CBN, say, helps you sleep, isn't that a solution for the people using Ambien, right? Or if... Uh, if they're well, diabetics out there for all that hot shit, they could just be turning that all to CBN. Wouldn't take. That's that's the crazy part is with like, as far as processing goes, I mean they can go in any direction they want. That's what that's what a lot of people don't realize. Hold on, let me skip that. Yep, there you go. Oh, there we go. Sorry. Uh, it, yeah, you know, like if if they weren't so scared of the, especially when it's like real close, like point. Five point four point five. That's nothing. When it's, you know, three or four percent. Okay, then <laughs> then it starts to get more a little bit more uh, real. But even one percent would be cool if they would just like allow that. If they just allow one percent, I think we'd all be happy with mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Because that would give everybody yeah way more room to play with more terpy plants that have more interesting cannabinoid profiles that are not so tight. But a lot of places are going less, like in Portugal and. Few other places they're talking like point two now. Oh, I like, didn't hear that. Which is even worse. Oh, like that's even that's brutal. That's yeah. that's super tight. Like that's like almost everything fails again. You're like, oh, we're down to like 
one strain, maybe. You know? Well, then why do we need to create laws that set businesses up for failure? Why can't we look towards uh, science to say, you know what, grow whatever percentages you need. If you're not allowed to sell right now the THC, then we're going to show you how to refine it out so that you can sell the rest of the product to your consumer base. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know how to do this now. It, we shouldn't be calling something hot and having to destroy it. And we just drive up with little vans and suck it out with our little sucker tool that comes out. Like, just put it in the reservoir well, right it's here. science, we'll, man. We'll suck the res. We'll suck the reses for you. Dry and we're good. Well, maybe we have some type of... Uh, it's not destroyed, but it's stored someplace until we allow legislation to catch up to where you can actually sell it. Like an Amazon warehouse, just full of THC. We have one of those Perfect here. Perfect. Why not? <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I could dream. It, we, well, it's, it, everything we dream about today will be a reality tomorrow. I mean, it's just the way it is. We're going to look back at these days and we're going to say, wait a minute. You had to grow the plant below a certain THC threshold in order for it to be legal? Why did you have to do that? And yeah, well, in the perfect world, we would just grow one, you know, try to grow the perfect strains that are like high fiber, high cellulose, high CBD, high THC, high everything, highest of whatever you can, and they just got from those <coughs> and didn't worry about it you know, you know what i mean because there's there's some awesome strains some awesome hempy strains out there that are not hempy as far as the the flowers go but hempy when it comes to the sometimes you get certain st- plants and you're like dude these things you could build like bamboo out of these shit you're like sure. i have certain strains that are so strong there's got to be something to them more than just the, the fact that they got good weed on them they also got well, like real powerful stems or powerful there was know. that booth at that um the hemp fest in denver that we were at like six months ago, um, Indo Expo, and there was one guy who had a bicycle frame made out of hemp. He had a, s- a snowboard made uh-huh. out of hemp and a whole bunch of building tiles. So that's the future. It's replacing common everyday building mm-hmm. materials with the what right now is considered a byproduct, but it can be a primary reason for growing it, and uh, we, yeah. should, we should well, be doing things with it. And let's talk about that, because right now... Um, I'm seeing the opportunity, at least for large-scale hemp. I'm looking at it like, well, at least they're not growing corn and spraying it with tons of Roundup and dragging ammonium nitrate uh, through the soil every year. Right. And so we're starting to improve the situation, which means that through the opportunity of hemp, we're seeing a possible improvement in a lot of the soil. But then the most popular model is to till it all and to put plastic mulch down. And so we're getting steps closer um, it's still better than corn or conserving water use. And now people are looking at cover crops. And for the first time, like you said, uh, thousands of acres are being inoculated with biology, thanks to RootWise and some other companies. And so if they started using cover crop and letting this biology live throughout the year and stop killing the soil and let some of the biology and, and all the life come back, yeah. it could be a huge benefit. But then we talk about the problems, like, for instance, all the pollen. Most people are growing females, but even the most heavily invested in female farms are laden with seed because of some of the farms that just grew regular seed and let their pollen fly everywhere. Yep. And I see political <coughs> issues with that. The future. And then the other thing is, like all these hemp products that we talk about, they're not made from the female flower. And even a little bit of fiber that's out in the field, it's dried. And I think, I could be wrong, but I believe with like bamboo-looking hemp plants that are grown close together for fiber, um, you would harvest it wet, and you have to bend it. 
you don't let it dry. I think there's a different process. So uh, I think that we'll see political like separation at different regions where we grow different crops. But right now, it's driving a lot of growers indoors hmm. again, and they're firing up lights um, or putting filters on their greenhouse because mm-hmm. of all the pollen flying. But I do see good because we're investing biology, like root-wise products um, and cover crops on large, large scale. But I just don't know where it's headed. So. Yeah, well, with hem- with the hemp stuff for fiber, you don't have a fiber. You still let it rent on the plant. So you basically, they'd, they'd cut it and stack it in the field and make it look like those kind of yeah. teepee shapes and wait until the fiber just kind of f- like a like falling off the bone, uh, you know, just kind of as it came right off the cellulose. You didn't, all you had to do was kind of crunch it a little bit, shake it, and all, this, all the insides mm-hmm. would fall out, and then uh, the outsides would stay as a long, nice, nice long fiber. Um and that's just from growing them together. I mean, but I think that's also going to be interesting too. Is uh, like you okay? The problems being, like you said, pollen. If we start growing tens of thousands of acres, uh, even if they were feminized seed along the way, you would probably end up with a lot of hermaphrodites. You know, if you had one per every thousand, and you had, you know tens of millions growing or hundreds of millions then that's then you, a seeded crop then you have hundreds and thousands <laughs> of them and you know they're spread out everywhere <laughs> and there's hemp everywhere and or seeds or pollen everywhere and those things are all seeded to begin you know and it's just gonna you're gonna end up with some issues uh that you have to kind of like know you just live within you just don't grow around them basically you know hopefully that they're growing in more open well, you share your stable genetics with the farmer next door so it doesn't fuck your crop up because you're well, that's in, in a beautiful world, yeah, you'd give everybody all your fire shit and everyone around you would be growing fire and it would be like, yeah, we're all growing fire. But I don't <laughs> think that's really going to happen. <laughs> no kumbaya moments in the hemp industry? I'd probably go the other way, right? Yeah, but in 10 years, it'll be like flour. No one's going to, it's not going to be sexy anymore. Uh, you know? Yeah, at the, at the large scale, agri- you know, at, at scale, they're going to have to manage in blocks working together. I, I, I managed 120 acres of organic orchard in Paonia for two and a half, three years, three, three full seasons. Uh-huh. And all the apple farmers, you know, worked together. Even the conventional and the organic guys talking about spray schedule and, and that kind of thing. I mean, it was crucial to everyone's success. Yeah. But with the volatility of the market and everybody kind of, you know, guarding their market share, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for people to, to reach uh, that level. And a lot of that will be driven by university extension at some point. I mean, we're, we're taking a crop that hasn't been legal in, in how many years and then injecting it into the American agricultural commodity system, like overnight, boom, here you go. And like you guys touched on earlier, research and research agriculturally has been driven largely through the university extension um and you know we we as orchardists this was not back in like 98 99 we would meet once a week at the colorado state university extension office with the the orchard kind of specialist for our area and we'd all talk about what problems what what we needed what products we needed what you know all, all that stuff so it's just going to take a little bit of time for all these kind of moving pieces to fall into place mm-hmm. to where farmer farmers have resources and um we'll see it like like we've talked about it is the wild west right now so it, it's just going to take some time yeah and also i think just the, the fact that there isn't really the the direct streams set up for all these pr- uh, parts of the plant that 
Like like here in Colorado, there's one guy that can you know actually do anything with it if you really wanted to like get the lignins separated or any of those kind of things. Right. You right. know, there's one guy. You know, the rest of them are like, yeah, maybe, yeah. or you know, it's all experimental. And even his are limited. You know. So then, uh, but in general, I think once we get and. I, I, I've told this to so many people who, you know, who had real money to invest or something. I was like, you know, just go into the that se- segment because you're going to be the one who everyone's going to come to. When it comes to like any kind of large scale pelletizing, any of those kind of things, no one's figured it out yet. And mm-hmm. and I think those are the things that, you know, you could really like think about all the hemp that's out there and just turning those into like fuel pellets and selling those. Feedstock. You know, the, the simple th- when it becomes like a waste product, then it's worth money. You know what I mean? Because now all of a sudden it's zero to something. But if you have to pay for it with hemp, which is usually a lot, then it's like, it ain't worth it. <laughs> you know, because you put too much into the front end. Uh, I'd actually like to taste the cows that are raised on a, a hemp feed stock. Yeah, they'll see be, what they taste like. I think you could sell those for, you know, a third, if not double or, you know, whatever more. Sure. And just have a limited amount and, that's that's all that's all the interesting parts of uh that i think from the ag world which you guys are you know probably seeing what do you think about the um what are you getting as far as the vibe when you meet meet all these farmers who aren't you know aren't our people (laughs) to begin with but they're really good growers let's say what they do are they managing it or are they kind of over over correcting themselves too much or is there any kind of what are you seeing uh, I'll let Jeremy answer that. He sees that day in and day out right at his front door, so um, I'll defer to him on that. <laughs> so what was the question again, Adam? Just the, the, what do you think the, 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 tr- the transition for the real farmers to, like, cannabis, even though they're growing, you know, another crop, let's say, as we know, it's a little different than most. So are you seeing guys who are just banging it out like hard making it good or are they totally fucking it up or what's what's the, what's your sort of see, what's your play on it percentage wise or whatever it's across the board yeah it's across the board 5 years ago uh, everybody was fucking it up and some people were treating it like backyard cannabis and they would do fairly well just because they spend <coughs> a lot of money yeah and then i remember bond villain came in and just blew it up over there on the front range mm-hmm. we were sending truckloads out he was getting stuff from everywhere and then uh Year after that, we had a lot of people coming up to Montrose and trying to farm, but they weren't using drip, and they were just either direct seeding or not really respecting the weeds. Uh-huh. And so I saw a couple of years in the beginning was it was cannabis people proving to farmers that this could work, and then very quickly we saw farmers go, well, shit, if this is going to work, I could do way better. And the people that have farmed out here for a long time, they usually do very well after their first year, or they do better than you'd expect the first year with the learning curves. I think what's hard is when you get this green rush and you get people that have never farmed before but have land and money and start to get into it. Uh, it's tough because if you've got a consultant working with you, they'll give you a guideline like, hey, you should irrigate today or you should do this. But you have no gut feeling of when to turn the water off, no way to really test that. And you're on YouTube and you're asking people things. And so you're just going up and down like a roller coaster as opposed to staying on an even keel. And most of the farmers that have grown other crops out here, once they get around the minimum barrier of entry of understanding cannabis, they usually make better decisions because they know how to farm their land. They know how to run their irrigation. They know how to run their equipment. And so 
I think that the cannabis learning curve is a lot easier to overcome than it is to have never farmed before but understand how to grow a plant or two. Because then you start applying these small-scale principles to large scale, and it can cost a lot of money, and it can hurt you. So I don't know. It's, it's challenging because even the good farmers are crippled by the fact that this year the genetics were shit because there's so much more seed purchased this year than any other year before that. And then you had a lot of stuff coming out of Washington that's going to test hot because the Delta 9, as well as around here, you know, people haven't been testing as diligently. We don't know how quickly things turn hot when they're not really stable genetics. And so there's a lot of shit going on that um, will give even the best farmer a run for his money right now. Right. Uh, it's pretty cool to see, though, too, because it's like one of those, like, I thought it was going to be a lot harder for people to transition into the reality of cannabis being like just cross the board legal and stuff. And like now I really, I see very little resistance from, especially from farmers because farmers were, you know, notorious for being fucking difficult. Right. As far as like, (laughs) (laughs) just like you roll up on any farmer and start asking them questions. They're going to give you the fucking cockeyed look of the fuck you think you are. You know what I mean? But, but when it comes to with the cannabis related things, like coming on, especially with doing a lot of, uh, walk-ons and stuff and it's like I, I feel you know humbled in the sense of knowing these guys know way more than me when it comes to any kind of like ag shit large scale especially um and the only thing you know I'll be, i'm lucky if i know what the fuck's going on sometimes because when i come on these places i'll be like yeah i don't know I, then I, and it's, it's interesting what i did notice is they were like asking me why all these branches keep breaking why are these branches breaking why are these branches breaking and i just like walked around kind of like wondering to myself like i wonder why these fucking around i'm thinking to myself silica and i'm all oh, the guys like i i added it you know and i'm like okay silica. so i'm knocking things off the fucking list and then at one point i, st- I like bump into the fucking uh, the pivot and i'm like oh shit you guys are watering it from the top like really <laughs> like, like, i'm thinking to myself well that's obvious you guys have big old branches that are fucking like cracking and under the weight of the fucking water it's that's the obvious you know what i mean it started to make sense to me all of a sudden but they didn't get it you know what i mean and i was just kind of like well that's you know that's the reason why we normally feed from the bottom we don't we don't top feed a fucking giant plant you know what i mean like like that spray all over it but people are just you know going for it like what are they going to do you know, put irrigation in a 15 acre pivot. They, they're <laughs> between they're the just figuring it out. 240 acre pivot, you know. The industry's four years old, right? The smart farmer comes out to Colorado or to Kentucky, someplace where there's been a couple of years of hemp farming, and sits and talks with their brethren. What worked for you? What didn't? What did you learn the last two years? And and he takes that knowledge, and when he starts up or she starts up, they try to take advantage of lessons learned. It's the reason why I really think the successful hemp companies, again, are going to be partnered with those farmer guys. The, you know, the curmudgeon that you met in the past because they were pissed off that they had to invest $6,000 to make back 6600 per acre. Mm-hmm. Now they're investing $6,000 per acre and they're hoping to return 250000 so that's that's why they're smiling right now and and that's the hopes of every hemp farmer that you can actually turn a profit in a time when you know we may have i don't know how many years left before it goes completely commercial agricultural and it's you know really big huge corporations at massive scale that the the little guy is not going to really be able to compete with 
I'll get off my curmudgeon soapbox now. <laughs> you can do like that. Uh, all of the greenhouses in this area that grew vegetables and plant starts are now growing hemp. Yeah. So we decided to build a greenhouse next to build a soil, and we're growing vegetables. So we're just going to do the opposite. Of what, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got coming in? I could use some broccoli. Yeah, we got broccoli and cauliflower right now, and a whole bunch of lettuce and kale, and really we're just we're just learning how to run the greenhouse through the winter right now as we just got it all finished. So. Good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Wait, this is the time where we should point out that if you're not bidding on seeds right yeah, let's, now, let's, let's hype um, up those and, and really yeah, everyone out there go, please make a, you have to be like, bid. um, or like, uh, like, um, I'm Jerry Lewis. No, I know. But right now it's the, uh, the pledge drive on the, uh, PBS. PBS. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I, I hate that. I'm always like turn this shit off. <laughs> Stop trying to like fucking. Well, we have the me. new sponsor later, the Sweaty Ball Company. They'll they, be doing their they, PBS they, sponsoring. Yeah, they, they try to guilt you for just hours. Like, if you haven't given right now, like even a dollar, fifty cents, <coughs> twenty no, cents. There's, there's like, no, no guilt necessary no. here. This is for give a really, car. really good. Cause. I like when they want your car. That's the best. Just give me your car. If, you, if anybody wants to donate a car, I'm sure we'll find a way to send you some seeds. <laughs> That's all right, right? <coughs> Decent well, about seeds and all that stuff, I know Kevin has uh, not got the best reception, so he drove out to a spot to be on the show with us today. And I want to see if there's any more knowledge we can kind of wrangle from him while we got him on the show right now. Yeah, of course, um, of we course. We did talk well, tell about us. the title being a little bit with soil science and acreage and all that. We talked a little bit about hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the users have any questions uh, or any of the chat gang have any questions for Kevin? Um, one of the reasons I think his biological is really popular, especially when you get to scale, um, is it's really hard to have 10 different products to do one job. Mm-hmm. And so with RootWise, there's mycorrhizae, nitrogen fixers, phosphorus, solubizers, uh, uh, you know, part of them that produce enzymes to feed the others. Um, you know, and so that's part of... Well, well, yeah, you know, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested pretty much in like because mm-hmm. I, the thing about Rootwise, which I, I I did like, was that he does break it down so that you you have uh, phases that you need to put things in, and you need to, you know you don't need to follow. For instance, like you can definitely use standalone products. I can see that already uh, easily, but. He, you know, as far as like the the Foss, the was it the Foss Plus or what was it what was the name of that one? Biofoss. Bio-fos. Bio-fos. Oh yeah, the Biofoss. Yeah, yeah. I found Kevin. A lot of people would go choose five or six different microbial products to mix together based on their preferences. And one of the things I learned early on is that from a biology perspective, mixing a lot of communities together without any thought of how they interact mm-hmm. can sometimes lead to less than worthwhile results. And uh, that's why I like to find a brand or a product that has thought about how they work together. Mm-hmm. And so RootWise, when it first came out, I thought it was very smart because it was from start to finish as opposed to mixing and matching the whole way through. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to address um, all the core biological functions with one concise product, and that was... Uh, making sure that we had mycorrhizal communities represented, and then multiple family groups from, or multiple species from multiple function groups that addressed, uh, you know, a lot of what kind of, and without without bashing everyone over the head with uh, technical speak, but, you know, a lot of people know nitrogen fixation or enzyme secretion or 
phosphorus solubilization. Um, I wanted to basically make sure all of those functions were addressed in one neat little package that you didn't have to go searching for, for all these different single species inoculants for. Um, and that's, you know, really where some other companies struggle is, is mixing all of these different species in dry form, whether they're in spore form or cyst form, um, in one package. So that was the core driver for me. Yeah, and um, so maybe walk walk us through the the sort of products in the sense of like start to finish because that's kind of a maybe a way that people can get like what, you, what you're talking about is about not mixing and also the selection that you guys are already sure. Um, so it's basically three products in total. Microbe Complete is the first product that I launched, and that will address everything you need from first root emergence at propagation all the way through flower if that's one product that you want to buy and use. Um, so we started with that. The next product that I launched was a liquid enzyme and called Biocatalyst. And in Biocatalyst is a snapshot of the enzymes that are produced by the microbial communities in Microbe Complete. So when you mix and apply them together, the Biocatalyst accelerates, speeds up the colonization and life cycle of all the species in Microbe Complete. Um, from there, Jeremy and I were, were talking, and I was kind of working behind the scenes, um, and the, the next thing I wanted to do was, was a flowering-specific phosphorus-mobilizing consortium. Mm -hmm. um, basically, after Microbe Complete is established during veg, Applying biofos on top of it augments all the processes that you you've implemented with microbe complete, mm -hmm. and uh, is is just driven towards phosphorus mobilization. So, three products that basically all work together. Um, it's a very forgiving system as far as how you apply it. Um, but that's that's basically those are the three products that address everything you need from start to finish, depending on scale and budget. Right, awesome. And, and like with um, yep. with a uh, normal application, like for instance, like what you'd be sort of boosting them every couple weeks or so, and just uh, keep mm -hmm. everything rolling. Or do they do they ever like I guess on no till and things like that? Is there ever a time when you don't need to add them, or is it kind of like a? Can we give a sort uh, of? We you know, we we will look at no till and um kind of, and in at scale in like the larger scale hemp farms, we will look at basically what you want to do is establish, you, you want to get a fire going essentially and then throw a log on it as needed. And every different system kind of uh, has, has different biological needs. So yes, in a perfect world, about every two weeks um, is how these, these biological pulses function. So yes, you, you could add them say three times through the life cycle if that's all your budget allows, like right at first root emergence, mm -hmm. halfway through veg, and then maybe right before transition or something, yeah. but, or, or even twice, you know. But in, in, if you really want to drive a, a performance garden, so to speak, yes, every two weeks. Um, hydro guys that are using it are doing it weekly. They're cutting, they're cutting it in half mm -hmm. and going weekly, just to throw, throw that out there. So 
there's always a way to incorporate the biology into all these different systems. Um, but yeah, two weeks is what we say. And how, how well, we do a lot of soil go ahead, too, go ahead. and we noticed that um, just early on, before we found Kevin's products, we did a lot of soil testing, and we're also looking at soil testing for potting soil, but it's very different than agronomical than using the same soil test for a heavy soil outdoors. And a lot of times outdoors, a biological difference um, makes a profound effect. And then indoors, we see with really high organic matter, we get nutrients locked in that complex. And so biology really helps bridge the gap. And no matter how good you get, no matter how many ingredients you have, it's very challenging to hit the nail on the head on a soil test. And we noticed that like phosphorus was available at 6.4 pH, like five, six times more than above seven. But when you introduce biology in the real world into that equation, it a lot of times will beat what you're seeing on paper. And so for our customers to have success consistently when they got into something new, we're going to spend electricity and months of time. We knew they maybe didn't have to have a biological product, but uh, more than likely we're going to bring them to success easier, faster, less disease issues, pest issues. Um, and for us, as we continue to see making potting soil, um, we also use cover crop, and that helps keep these biologicals alive longer. And so there's ways you can extend that, but I feel like when you get to the point where you've dried out your soil or it's been overwintered or you've just chopped and dropped a ton of mulch down, you need extra biological help, there's always a time when you can use the tool. Um, it's just each, up to each individual to kind of figure out how it's best for them. Right. Yeah, use biology is, is the greatest buffer in, in basically spoon-feeding nutrients to your crop. So. Yeah. Now, what's a good way to, like, um, t to monitor that things are actually working? Um, I mean, besides actually seeing, like, I mean, it, you know, you can tell sometimes when it's just super vibrant, of course, and there's a whole, you know, mycorrhizal sort of web going and things are looking real obvious but is there any way to, to tell like through a scope or something that people can like m monitor what the hell they're doing instead of just hoping for the best or like having been? the kid uh, check the ph of your pool <laughs> yeah I, I mean for for the for the <coughs> general gardener uh microscopy that i mean that kind of those are that's mm -hmm. a that's Everyone loves to be, be the armchair mic microscopy, microscopy guy. Yeah, because no one wants to actually to learn it. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, of course. Hopefully. Right. So, I, I mean, the only thing you could really do is, is there are a number of different services out there that do biological assay tests. Mm -hmm. If you really want hard numbers, that's what you do. Otherwise, you, yes, pay attention to plant health, pay attention to soil, soil amending, soil tests. You could take it as far as tissue analysis and, and actual nutrient uptake. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and recommend the average person mm -hmm. to say, yeah, go get, go get a microscope and tell me if all, the, all these different inoculants on the market work or not, you know, or, or are, are there in, in the numbers or, or that kind of thing. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? Well, yeah. I start to see it on larger scale. So on small scale, we've got uh, people, this microbiometer people are using to take some samples. But on larger scale... Um, even like, for instance, we've been using apical ag out of Oregon and they do sap testing and you can do it on hemp. And about three months ago, it became legal, uh, to ship that overnight and then accept it from other states. But now you can see from the old leaf to the new leaf, the nutrient flow. And a lot of times we'll see issues where 
there's like a conversion challenge from ammonium nitrate to a different form of nitrogen. And you can see that on the chart. Sometimes it's a micronutrient issue, but a number of times you'll get a recommendation from a lot of these different agronomists to apply a nitrogen fixer to help with that conversion issue. And mm -hmm. so we know that not like just adding sugar sometimes isn't enough. If the biological community has been weakened, uh, a lot of these farms that are growing corn, mm -hmm. significantly worse than farms that were growing a grass or uh, a legume like alfalfa or something before beans. And so we can get a sense of that, but when you actually do tissue analysis and you can see that conversion happening properly, um, obviously it's either up to the feeding or the biology. And you can start to tell where that effect occurs based on what the previous inputs were. Um, so it's fascinating to see not just biological community testing, but when a biological, biological application makes a difference instead of a fertilizer. Mm -hmm. So if I'm running a large scale farm, say a thousand acres, how many, you know, what do you, how many acres do you test every acre? Do you test every couple hundred square yards? How, how would you do your testing in order to give the farmer a real understanding of, of how their farm is looking? When we're, when we're doing uh, sap testing, we're typically testing uh, farm as well as the actual uh, varietal. So you would list it as this farm, this variety, and then a lot of farms um, are burdened with that same task. They're like, well, do I check the bad ones or the, the healthy ones, or do I check every quadrant? And so a lot of farms just do regional differences, like, hey, this farm is so large that we're going to do one end versus the other. Um, when it comes to testing biology, um, a lot of times, like soil testing, we'll do a grid. So they will actually go take from different corners, like an X throughout the property. They'll mix those samples together to get a homogenous sample, and they'll send it off to the lab for uh, you know, chemical analysis and also off to the lab for biological analysis. And now we're seeing hemp farms send off the lab for pest analysis um, after harvest, seeing if there's nematodes or other issues that were affecting their harvest. And biology can help interplay with some of those too. So um, I've got a lot to learn, but I know that more data testing um, and the profit from hemp driving that and allowing more testing so that people can get that data uh, to a data geek, it's really interesting times. I know uh, here in Colorado, uh, Spencer over at Veritas Farms down in Pueblo uh, ran extensive sap and tissue analysis this year following biological inoculations, and he's getting me a bunch of data right now that's really, that's really interesting as far as watching uh, certain nutrient issues he was having in his field due to excessive iron in his water and a couple other issues, but um, was, was extremely pleased to see certain uptake levels change directly following an inoculation. So um, those, those, yeah, I mean, the, the hemp guys are using some tools that the average small-scale cannabis farmer isn't. So that's it's actually going to yeah. be some good resources for us. Well, and like a lot of things in life, too, it's like, it would be smarter not to just completely, not to re-inoculate every week and never make another change. It would be better to inoculate and also take advantage of what's going to support that inoculation. Like if you want to um, attract a bird, you build a really good bird hole. You don't just go build a bird from scratch. And same thing in the yeah. farm. I know it's not a very exact correlation, but if you build a home that's very good for microbials, you're going to have to rely less on consistent inoculation. Um, mm -hmm. But when you have issues like all of a sudden this leaf, beet leaf, curly top disease and other issues, 
you have people that are yep. grateful that they're using biology and trying to find other ways to get a, a leading advantage over the competition who may not be leveraging biology. Um, but now was that was that was that when they was that when they looked all crinkly and weird like and looked like they had like they had yeah. rusted yep. mites but they didn't have rusted mites those ones yeah correct that happened this year where it's crazy yeah and they were like th- and the like little stunted plants or whatever mm-hmm. yeah that was beet curly top virus um, transmitted by the beet leaf hopper mm. so yeah because I saw that on on plants that were like random too where it was like this one but then nothing around it and then this one and then nothing around it so yep very oh yeah it so, got everybody so it spread from plant to plant you know. which is from <laughs> bug to bug jump right. over yeah. yeah that that definitely took a lot of of people's energy and and uh, i know some farms in uh paonia sent off samples through dr rick zimmerman who, who was a former entomologist at csu and he taught them he came to their field and showed them exactly how to take proper samples and how to take care of them and get them to the lab in the, in the condition that the lab needed in order to verify that virus. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, problems are coming up, and, but they're creating really cool opportunities for people to learn and grow and say, okay, this year it was beet leafhopper or beet curly top virus. What's it going to be next year? Because every year brings something, something different. Some, you know, certain conditions lead some kind of pest or disease outbreak yep. every year. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what jumps over to hemp because, uh, I mean, obviously, when things are called hemp russet mites, you can assume that kind of came from a hemp <laughs> plant to begin with. <laughs> You're like, how the fuck did we get hemp plant bugs already? We haven't even got yeah, we had hemp I, forever. How they live for seventy five years? I think <laughs> it's it's, it's I think well, that's it's going to be Serbia, I, I believe Serbia was the first place that that, that the, the mm. russet mite outbreak occurred. You know, as far as documentation goes. So really, yeah, I mean, it's going to be something else. Oh, Those Serbians, fucking Serbs, damn it, with their russet mites. Uh, <laughs> no wonder they're so tough. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. Well, it's a global market right now, so that if it appears one way, one place, it's going to eventually wind up here. And I, I really do hope that the hemp community takes on the same type of openness that the agriculture community does in regards to pests and problems like that. Yeah, I hope they see it as a, you know, if what affects one affects all. And if there's a solution, they need to share yep. the solution or else these things just evolve into something that nobody can beat. Yep. I think we're seeing a renaissance in agriculture right now. And I've always had this sneaking suspicion that indoor growers and cannabis growers have been really setting the pace <clears throat> as far as investing money towards research. And now we're going to see it on a much larger scale with hemp. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of unknowns. And like you said, um, there's more disease and more issues that are going to come about. For the first time, we have random hemp farmers walking through our doors that probably have russet mites on them and all sorts of stuff. It's like, get out of here. Go away. <laughs> I know. You know? That's always but it. Any grow shop has always right had that problem. Right here in the shop. Right. Yeah. Yep, but our it, grow tent, we have a live grow of cannabis in our shop, which is pretty unusual. And we've never had a pest issue here just because we use biology and we use beneficials and we uh, practice what we preach. And even though we're not sterile clean, we are organically clean, which mm-hmm. means that we have other things that help keep us um, out of harm's way. And it's not foolproof, but when you utilize all of the working parts, you can usually avoid catastrophe yeah. and avoid most of the problems. Um, but uh, there is so much different about growing in this hard clay soil that's alkaline 
compared to, you know, premium garden soil. It's just amazing to see these plants even grow in it. So I will say it's beautiful to see acres and acres of crops that actually smell good compared to the corn with the planes flying over the top. Right. Well, I think it's also something that you said earlier. It's going to be alignment with universities and programs in agriculture that are actually going to produce students that major in hemp agriculture. And that's Absolutely. that makes me smile that you know we'll have specialists out there. We'll have people that can come consult and they can work with farmers and help them understand how to adjust their soil, how to proper nutrients, the whole nine yards. And and I mean I can't wait till somebody gets a degree from Colorado State University in agriculture with a minor hemp specialty. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Yeah, in a minor, it's, it's, you know, in the mail. <laughs> no, it's coming. It, yeah. we, we, you know, I know you said earlier you think we're in the, the Wild West. I think we're before the Wild West. I think we're long before that. We we don't have the wheel yet. We're at the beginning. We're going to look back at this in 20 years, and we're going to go, oh, my gosh, this industry has changed so much. I hope we're at so the wheel. I hope we made it to the wheel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're slacking if that. We're, like, so high. We're so high. We're like, you even make a fucking wheel, bro. Well, come on. If a few years yeah. ago, people thought it was smart to take butane uh, through, a, through a little pipe, a PVC pipe on their carpeted floor or in their hotel room. I mean, we've come a long way from that type of thinking, and we, ha- we still have a long way to go. Yeah. I know people yeah. still doing that shit. <laughs> Not smart. <laughs> Not smart. But but hemp 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 I love I I I'm, I just want to say I love what you guys are doing and I can't wait to see every cannabinoid in every product we're sitting here drinking coconut water you know there's going to be CBD coconut water soon if this one doesn't oh, really already, have it already oh you know it's already it's there. already there I just don't I don't fall for that shit I don't trust their CBD your, your CBD is no good I'm with you I don't know where it came we from. have to trust the well, supply I, mean, I feel the same way and. And there you go, Adam. I mean, there. You you are a customer who knows what they want. And, and all of these things are going to be, you know, out in the market. You're going to have the, the customer that wants to just buy a CBD five-hour energy at 7-Eleven versus yeah. somebody like myself who's going to go to a farmer's market and want to talk to the farmer at a completely vertically integrated hemp farm who grows three acres of hemp and makes all of their own products. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're yep. it's, this is all happening. I love it. Well, it's, <coughs> I remember it was 150 bucks for a thousand milligrams of CBD, and I was like, "Who is ever going to buy this?" But now I've got like two. Uh, you know, Frank, I've got his hempen uh, blueberry and some of his tiger's blood, and it's like 40 bucks. I could give a really good product to somebody I actually thinks a good farmer, and um, mm-hmm. so it's cool. We carry a couple of CBD products, but it's <coughs> amazing how many there are on the market, and I won't touch any of them unless I know exactly what was going on behind the scenes. You know. His blueberry, his yeah. blue, his blueberry one is fire. That's really good. Yeah, I just got it in, and uh, I'm like, I like it for sure. I know. It's like that's the one that the family, the Dunn family, we, every night. His tiger's blood, though, that's my one. Because mm-hmm. uh, I do jujitsu every day, and oh, so yeah, his yeah. tiger's blood yeah. is what I use for the muscle rub. I was even thinking about making that like a jujitsu specific product, mm-hmm. just because uh, I like it so much. Just make sure you offer the Dunn deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, the done deal. Hey, I brought, I brought the done deal back. I just saw that. Ago. I just uh, saw capital, that. Capital D. Okay? Capital All D. Uh, I don't fuck it up. Capital D. Bro. And it'll be capital 7% D. off. So. Nice. Capital D. Yeah, and it might, everyone's going to go 7%. That ain't nothing. But you got to imagine, like, look, we're talking about, we're, we're, sh- we're shaving, Nick, we're shaving, like, 
you know, we're, we're stripping wire here. <laughs> we it's try to better than no on. discount, right? <laughs> yeah. Know, discounts are discount. Uh, discounts are discount, especially when you start talking soil and things like that. That's like, you know, yep. fundamentals. The fundamentals of life and everything everything counts. I'm happy when I get a 5% well, discount. Well, we give away free support, you know, so people call in here and chat with us, and we help them through the whole the whole process from start to finish, which mm-hmm. means we have to sell good products uh, because they've got to work, and we've got to be able to answer to that. So it is 10%. It's just 7% in money, and the extra 3% is in advice. There you go. At least. Maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> At, yeah. least. At least. It's a 20% discount. The extra 13% is in advice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I'd say payroll is probably at least 20%. Oh. <laughs> so so uh, besides the three products you guys are working and the, the liquid, tell me about the liquid, because I haven't, I've never had the liquid, actually. I've only had the, uh, I've only This had is the confusing, yeah, tell about the liquid, Kevin, because uh, I actually had a couple of hemp farms that were hesitant to invest in all three, and they had some later planted um, plants, some seeds that they had started in a greenhouse, put in the field. They were really looking for this particular zone to catch up, and so we could split it on the irrigation, and we got them to try some enzymes for one zone and just determine from that from that result if they wanted to buy any more, and they doubled down. Um, I mean, within a few days, too, the results were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So if you ever use, like, a sprouted seed tea or anything that has uh, a really good effect and the plants start to reach and pray, get that turger, oh, and yep. you noticed it was directly correlated to your feed, like, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that works, that's the jam, they love it. Yeah, yeah. That's typically what happens when I use that enzyme, but explaining it is a little harder, so... I like that. Um, that's that's what, the only description what we I do need. Is, well, uh, yeah. So, do I, do I, should I even answer? <laughs> the lighter fluid, uh, that's what I call it. <laughs> um, so, what we, what we do is in a liquid <clears throat> fermentation using fungi and a, the core bacterial uh, representation in microcomplete. So, the, the main bacterial drivers that are in microcomplete, mm-hmm. um, we use those in this fermentation. Basically, we, we force them to exude massive quantities of the enzymes that they are going to be producing and secreting in your soil. So, um, like, we, we can talk about, you know, bacteria and mycorrhiza, all we want, all the things that, that make, that, that form a symbiotic relationship with our plant's roots, Right. They're also having a, a huge role in uh, uh, carbon decomposition in the soil around the roots. So w- what we need them to be doing is actually producing enzymes in the soil. That's what actually drives nutrient availability. Hmm. Um, so when you mix the biocatalyst together with the microbe complete and apply them together, you are accelerating the biological process that, that we're looking for. So there's no lag time for the, for the microbes to go in and colonize and um, do all of their, their family group self-regulation, which is called quorum sensing. Um, we, we, there's, there's no lag time for them to do all that and produce those enzymes and get that kind of fire going in the soil. So it basically accelerates the function. It's, it's a catalyst. That's why I call it biocatalyst. Um, so another thing that we're doing with biocatalyst is 
let's say somebody doesn't have a budget to do like all the bells and whistles root-wise biological program, you can also use this enzyme alone to get another biological response, like a biological pulse, um, about two weeks after inoculating. So it, it will give you, you know, it's, it's not quite a full inoculation, but it, it basically bumps those, that, that inoculation back into high gear for, for one more pulse. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the basics of it right there. Right, and I mean that's why, like when, when things are r- rocking and rolling, and, and things like your 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 soil is actually, at that point, active enough that you, you don't have to keep priming the priming it you know, all the time to, and, and mm-hmm. then at that point you you kind of, uh, that's what that's when I think people get like kind of lax though they 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 forget it depends on the size of the container of course too if you're growing in like a giant bed and you're only growing a few plants, they might you know be able to handle that but when it comes to like a small container it, what it, what about like for instance like in hydro and stuff i'm always confused at like how you just pretty much throw it away once you dump your res right i mean there's no uh, how much colonization is at the root the actual root zone and then stays you know what i mean or yep. what, does it get washed away or what, what's the deal um what we try to do well number one in hydroponics and there's a great article that i posted on my instagram page a while back um, that is a whole bunch of peer-reviewed journal entries uh, in regards to inoculation in hydroponics. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in soil, like I was mentioning before, all of these different species, yes, they, they, they form a symbiotic relationship with the roots. They're breaking down carbon in the soil. In hydroponics, where they are actually colonizing is the actual root surface itself. And we are seeing colonization and mycorrhizal infection rates even higher in some forms of hydroponics than in soil. As far just the root surface, I want to be very clear here. Mm-hmm. It's the root surface. So right where nutrient interchange occurs um, is where we're seeing the greatest rates of colonization. Um, and where we talk about applying it and you saying, you know, oh, you just wash it down or throw throw it out of the res or whatever. With with my facilities that are using it in hydroponics, we are doing um, a designated inoculation so that they fill a res. It it never sits recirculating in the res. Mm -hmm. They fill the res with the dose. They deliver it directly to the plants, boom, once a week. And that's usually when they're doing a res change out or it just depends. We talk to them about, like, not screwing up their cultural practices or not adding more work for their employees. Mm-hmm. But m- everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, once a week we have to do this and flush it on, da, 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 da. and I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Bam, there's your window of opportunity to just mm-hmm. pump it in, boom, there you go. You don't want the biology just sitting in a reservoir with nutrients. Um, it's a very artificial environment. The, the bacteria uh, come out of balance very quickly. You want to get them, you want to get it in the res, and get it deployed to the root zone, wham, bam, and that's that's the most efficient use of biology in hydroponics. And then and then and then, well, and and then change res and go back to normal at that point. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where's the exactly. Where's the benefit, Kevin? Is the benefit lower nutrient usage, or is the benefit more trying to impart some of the benefit of organic, like the flavor and that genesequa, whatever you want to call it? Like, is that mm-hmm. coming from biology and hydro, or is it 
more just keeping the roots clean, or where do you yes. get the benefit? Is? Keeping the roots clean, salt buildup. Because I had a guy um, from the bomb plant that he was going to lose with rotten roots, and we gave him the catalyst and the complete, and he was able to eliminate all of his issue and yeah. uh, bring the plant back to health to take some cuts to get a new mom going. Um, and I, I didn't know yeah. it worked, to be honest, just because I consider this a soil product, but I know you have had success in hydro with it. So, Yeah, we're, you know, pathogen resistance is key. Um, we are seeing people, you know, I, I don't want to tell everybody to cut their nutrient usage in half and use my stuff and it's going to be the miracle cure. It's, that's not really <laughs> the case. But we are, you know, we're, we're seeing people doing tests running, you know, 25% less nutrients and with the same results. Um, we're seeing, you know, cleaner lines. We're seeing, you know, you always get some anecdotal evidence. People being like, well, my lines would always get this gunk in it, and now they don't, and root-wise is the only thing we changed. And, you know, it, you get a lot of information like that. But once again, we're talking about overall plant health starting at the roots. We're talking about nutrient absorption being more efficient. Um, and to address your the, the, the je ne sais quoi of organics, Jeremy, is yes, people, I've seen a lot of hydroponics guys using some level of, whether it's a compost tea or a, a fish product or something, because they're like, we're growing hydro, but we want it to taste like organic. And I would, I would only, you know, make the assumption that if you're using a biological program in there, it's, it's helping assimilate all of those uh, inputs. So, yeah, that makes sense. I've seen higher terpene reports on people that say they're using biology and say that they're doing more organic stuff. But I'm just getting used to reading terpene reports and understanding a lot of that stuff. Um, shoot, I know there was a greenhouse that had like 10% terps. I couldn't fucking believe it. It was an island sweet skunk. They tested it a few times. And then you'll see great stuff that's loud that has, you know, 1%, 2%. So I think there's fials and all sorts of stuff going on there. And there's so much more complication. I try and remind myself here at Bulbasol, one of the things we started off doing was not going so far down the rabbit hole where we overcomplicate everything, but just mimicking nature, keeping it super, super simple. And so for me, when I have customers buying a brand new fresh potting soil that may or may not be biologically active in the proper ways, I love to make sure they can inoculate to get it right. I've got other customers that say, hey, I've got my own fresh compost. I've never had to inoculate. I never want to start. But when those same customers get to large scale, they go, man, I wonder if I should be following these same principles or if I should really adapt to something that's going to keep me, you know, well-rounded uh, on all corners of my farm. And so I don't tend to have all the answers, but I know that um, everyone's trying to be the best they can be. And so we're all just trying to research how nature would do it and how we might benefit from working with nature according to our needs. Because monocropping back-to-back, year after year, the same crop on the same soil, it's already proven that's mm-hmm. not going to work. So the writing's on the wall. We only have a few years for these farmers to learn how to farm, or it's going to be a shit show for them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm, I'm already having conversations, farmer direct, that are like, okay, you guys, yes, you're trying to get a return on your investment during, during this, the hemp boom, we could call it. Um, you're working with, let's just say you're working with 500 acres. Yes, you've planted all 500 acres in hemp. I'm trying to start wrapping their heads around the fact that within three years, you've got to start crop rotation. You've got to start incorporating comprehensive and diverse cover cropping. You have to implement an animal component of some kind through mock grazing. Yep. Um, and yes, exactly. You have to manage this 500 block holistically. And, and yes, I would love to say 
you can incorporate all the principles I incorporated on my 16-acre <laughs> farm in Paonia. You know, that we were, we, you know, you have the luxury of just meticulously um, caring for a small piece of land like that. But at scale, you, you know, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to help people incorporate some of these ideals over the long term because 10 years of growing hemp on 500 acres, we, we all know where that's headed mm-hmm. as far as soil health, plant health, biodiversity, all of that. So, um it's it's we're we're, we're going to head it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting um number of years here what do you think about like like running a crop uh of all your just like whatever seeds just to get like a little like short little cover crop and then just mowing that shit in and then starting fresh with some real shit after that yeah would that be good uh would that work as far as yeah, help, helping yeah, kind I of mean, balance the soil a little bit quicker yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're talking about as soon as your cash crop is out of the field, getting, getting your field prepped mm-hmm. and some kind of cover crop, uh, complex cover crop planted that might establish in the very late fall, um, kind of simmer over the winter, and then really jump up in spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and what you were talking about as far as incorporating that back into the soil, that's the green manure process. So it's cover crop, yep. green manure, cash crop. Um, and here's what we've done, yeah, um, we were analyzing this because you and I talked about this. A lot of people talk about it, but I realized the farmer is about to give up, drop dead at the end of hemp season. Right. So we designed a rye, uh, a winter rye and a winter white Dutch clover blend that will take germination late season after a hemp harvest. And Mm -hmm. we've sold a lot of it. So I'm really optimistic. Hemp farmers are starting to do that. But we also designed a cover crop mix for next spring that should be able to grow enough biomass of green manure to fix about 100 pounds of nitrogen per acre, attract beneficials, mm-hmm. suppress weeds, and do it in about an 8 to 10 week period. And it should germinate here in Colorado 8 to 10 weeks before June before we need to start working our beds. And so if that goes well, it's available at Build-A-Soil. Um, we did a lot of research. Which seeds would actually germinate in this temperature? What would work? And it's a tough it's a tall order for hemp farmers. Yeah. Luckily, they plant yeah. a little late, so we could get a really good spring run at it. But, man, they harvest late, and it becomes really challenging mm-hmm. to get stuff out there when the water's turning off soon, and we're already getting hard freezes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, we go back to adapting to a new crop, you know. So, yep. Um, and coming up, coming up with cultural practices that work within the parameters of this, this crop's seasons. So... Could we just, inoculate uh, you know, the cover crop and expect to benefit going forward from that? Yeah, I would. I would probably do a seed treatment on it, dry, with microbes. Yeah, so we can get the nitrogen fixation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it's it's like using Brady rhizobium on winter pea. You know, I mean, yes, absolutely. Okay, and your product will cover that on the cover crop that we have worked up here. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'll talk to you about that later. Yeah. And how, how do you guys, um, um, how, how is your situation on the Western Slope as far as um, the, that freeze that came through last, like, last Thursday or whatever it was where everybody was all st- stressing out here? Did you guys get hit hard on that, or did that kind of only come on this side? Was, what was the deal with that? Yeah, it got hit hard, but I think most people that uh, were worried, if they were small scale, um, they were hoping to harvest before that anyways. So yeah. They got their stuff out of the ground Sure. Uh, people large scale, they were shitting their pants over the weather, <laughs> the snow that was supposed to happen at the yeah. same time. 
Exactly. Because the snow didn't happen, just the freeze happened, I think most people, they've already counted their terpenes as gone. So as long as it freezes but doesn't mold, it's not really an issue. So it hit us hard. A lot of crops are frozen, but all that did was uh, shorten the drying process for these guys, and they're just harvesting it all right now. So. Yeah, a bunch of dark, dark, dark products. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, let's just say they're not making live rosin from it or anything, so I don't think No, no what do you think of it? See, that's what I was thinking the other day. I was like, if you had some really good fireweed and it froze, as long as you had a freezer right there, you could just cut that shit down and, and keep it be, like, happy that it, yeah, just keep it Yeah. Down. You know, that'd be like a save. Double live, yep. You could save, you could definitely save somebody, but you have to do it all before it gets to, like, then you'd be on the, the like, the opposite, because the next day was, like, 70 degrees. You'd yeah, be so no, pissed no. off. You'd be like, you motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> you're fucking with me now. <laughs> Just give me, like, one day. Uh, yeah, because no, I saw, like, 65 acres, and that was, like, beautiful, and it was about four days before that went down, and I was just... Uh, called the next day hoping that it was looking good and i'm like how is it and you could just tell he's just like yep just looking at lots of dead plants <laughs> and i'm like oh you know, dude i was ho-. he said all the bottoms are good just the tops are all gone i'm like well that sucks but hopefully they were some good bottoms start harvesting yeah but it didn't get cold since then so we're colorado's so crazy that's one of the things is as far as farming goes we're we're definitely in a good spot for cannabinoids just because of our altitude and everything and for comparatively to the other places though as far as just like ease of growing i think it's one of the tougher places that's for sure you know what i mean it's like especially water rights and all that nightmare i think that's the biggest biggest holding or biggest problem for anybody really right well no unless you're yeah water is king yeah (laughs) I was going to say, unless you're the guy that uh, bought the autoflower seeds from the kid because they didn't require any water. Oh, yeah, they can. No, he bought... Yeah, but don't require any water. Yeah, autos. They're autos. But, uh, but they're autos. They're like, they don't need water, right? Like, you know, How often do you water automatic. them? What are you talking about? Yeah, auto. Just completely auto. 100%. Uh, and, and for those hey, of you who are... Hey, you think Moz was going to be on here? Did you say Moz from Illuminar is coming? No, um, actually, uh, James from uh, Loud Seeds. I was going to have him chime in for a second. I should give him a heads up. Have him call in. Okay. He was gonna I just he- know it's getting later for your time, and I don't want to miss your whole opportunity. I, you guys have been so gracious allowing us to come on here. No, no. Back and talk keep about the seeds and, uh, and all that. Give so. us uh, any any other things that are happening that are going to be new for the root wise or, or you, Jeremy, or Build the Soil, like coming up. Besides jujitsu, um, I'm going to be heading out <laughs> to the Organic Cup in Michigan uh, okay. next weekend, uh-huh. and I'll be speaking up there. So if anybody's going to go out there, I'd love to meet you guys. Um, uh, Gage Green is putting that one on, and I went out there because I wanted to meet a few people that I haven't met yet that are going to be there. Pretty excited, and my wife's coming. Um, trying to think of other news. We're building a 16,000 square foot building behind Build a Soil. And we're going to have a fully automated uh, Bolden and Lawson uh, conveyor belt soil producing system. So if anybody's looking to start their own organic soil company and they want to work with build the soil to have the best ingredients, we're going to have that capability. Um, and then the farm is popping off over here right now, which is awesome. We're going to have fresh produce available here at build the soil and demonstrating how a lot of our products work. And that's also teaching us a ton of lessons that the farmers are going through right now. Um, so 
So, God, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to be guys going to be going, either of you guys going to the Vegas thing or the big, ridiculous December show? I've never been to a Vegas one. Oh, you no. It's fun. You've never been to a Vegas show? Come on, my friend. Jeez, now you have to go. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We're, so we're <laughs> starting like our sales and marketing department here. We're going to put the calendar on the uh, well, I mean, the, the, year, the one thing I can say, the one thing I can say is that it is, it is like you know, uh, especially if you guys go with, because the way your product lines are, I mean, people they either don't know at all and they're just going to walk straight on by, but you'll catch some people that uh, you'll save them such a huge amount of fucking agony in the in the long run like you'd, you'd be like the hero the hero of the show because they'd be going in with one idea like we're going like this and that and then we're gonna get this thing and we're gonna dump it in that thing and then you like you go like whoa what do you mean <laughs> well then you're gonna have to pull the dumb yeah. deal for them because i don't think you can even get a booth at mj Bisco oh you need, a, you need a hotel room nearby and fucking cruise the show telling you it's it's literally yeah, like one of those crazy shows it. where there's so much there's so much like dumb money running around that <laughs> you're just like oh my god like what like just waste wasteoids so you can it's it's, it's definitely worth it if you've never been I mean I'm sure you guys would would love it um, but uh, now we're doing uh, Indo Expo here I mean I'll be, be booths right next to each other at Indo Expo again this year oh, I'm nice. gonna go out and yeah just walk walk and hang out and visit with old friends reunion style at emerald cup otherwise yep yeah that's that's kind of otherwise i gotta well that's a, that's a good that's a good schedule start. it's a good schedule i'm on i'm at yeah. both i'll be at both yeah. events there too and uh the uh the emerald cup this year it's funny because everyone's getting kind of you can see it's like the camp's crumbling in a sense like as far as like they're definitely like, I know. like not everybody wants I know. fuck those guys yeah i didn't get a booth this year at emerald I'm just gonna go walk around if I go. Well, it's a, it's a little bit rough because they just kind of I think because they also sold they had, they brought in real professional people to do all the production sides, which always adds that kind of very difficult. Yeah. All of a sudden, you can't do nothing, and you can't get like you can't get no deals, and everything's real tight. And all of a sudden, you're like, Corporate. oh yeah, it's corporified. But at the same time, it's still way better now. It's even of course being run better. It's smoother and stuff than it was. Um, and you know, it's like they, there's still people behind it are still the real people. So while it's still Blake and everybody, um, you know, I'm, I'm there. If he ever sells it, then of course I could see it just totally fucking up because of the fact that everybody there is like, I, I think the future of all shows is going to be small, like two, 300 people uh-huh. max and like cool shows with good people. And you get all the same amount of vibe that you would if it was a thousand people but you know we actually get to talk to everybody you know what i mean like 300 people yeah. is good 300 people if they're all cool it's a good little show you know and who gets yeah, to decide who the 300 people are though well you just hope that <laughs> you, you hope that you at least attr- like your 25 cool people attract the other hundred and if they don't know if they don't have to <laughs> for the done deal they're people. not on the 300 yeah but the no, done I, 300 I, I mean i don't know when we first started going to emerald cup there was just those booths that were like medical grows, right? And they'd have just racks of pounds behind them, just fucking people driving from all over California to get to the Emerald <laughs> Cup. It was like you wonder why there were so many people coming to these events. It was fucking awesome. It was. It was. It was nuts. I, I literally like so had the same thing where we had a booth next door to somebody, and 
he asked me for my scale like 10 times. You know <laughs> I mean? Like, hey, can I borrow <laughs> your scale again? And I'm like, yeah, here you go. And I was like, you know, you could at least throw a nug every every time I give it back. Yeah. So I had, to, yeah. I had to go over and complain <laughs> after a while. I was like, so this is like the fourth time you guys have borrowed it. we never seen a shit on a single nug, you know. And then he gave me some weed. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty, it. pretty boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that good. I didn't need but it. But they were selling them like hotcakes, dude. They sold like 200 pounds at like 1,000 bucks each. It was just like, What? You guys just did 200 racks, like, while we sat there, and, I don't know, maybe sold a couple yep. a couple things. <laughs> I was like, oh, my. Quality, <laughs> not quantity. Yeah. Those days are over. Those days are definitely over, though. That's unfortunate. Well, yeah. it, it's yeah. weird, though, too, because Colorado, we kind of fall in line a little t- too quick, I think, but we definitely became shocked at the co- at the California model once we got, ever got real established here like people would go over there oh my god like I was like what you thought they were gonna st- I mean Ca- Cali never really fought, fell in line no ever. I think we went a little too we let the pendulum swing a little bit too far and with the overregulation at the cup which scared the cannabis cups away and anything remotely similar yeah. to an emerald cup here Oh, we have yeah. a caller. Okay, so we have a quick, short call with Mr. Hello, hello. We got you. Hey, hey, how's it going? Mr. James Loud from Loud Seeds. Um, yeah, want to catch you. Even if it's only for five minutes, that's fine. Uh, so you're on with, we have, a, we have, now we have five, right? We're five people now? We're huge. We're, we're trying to. Three on the line. Oh, yeah, yeah it's five people. Five. Okay, so, uh, we got, so we got the guys from, um, we got the guys from Rootwise, uh, Kevin, and we have also Jeremy from Build a Soil. Uh, say hello to James from Loud Seeds. Hey, hey. What's up, James? How's it going? Hey, just, uh, How's it going? Like loud, sour, and stuff from Pollination back in the day. Does any of that do with your name, Loud? Yeah, the Loud, sour stuff. Yeah, that's all us from Loud Seeds. That's so funny. Small world. So yeah, good stuff, man. We're working on all kinds of new stuff. But I still have a lot of the old stuff stashed. Nice. What do you have new coming out? Ooh, so funny you ask. Adam and I are doing a little project <laughs> together, the Dun Loud oh, project. Softball. Yes. Yeah, we got some killer stuff. What's the uh, Loud project? Hey, guys. Yep. Hey, hey, Adam. Yep. Hey, I'm just going to break in right now and just and check out, sign off. I'm, I'm parked like a half hour from my house on top of a mountain so I could get service. Oh, awesome, Kevin. Oh. Okay, Kevin, man. For awesome this? awesome yeah. for having you on finally. I know it was, uh, so it's always yeah. a struggle, but uh, we'll get you on whenever you have time in town here. Hopefully, uh, you guys both, if you're on this side, uh, when you make it over, we'll try to come over on yeah. a Friday so we can chill out in the studio for once. That would be really nice. Uh, but in yeah, general, no, I, and I can come, I can come down there. I'm, you know, I'm just up here in Evergreen, so oh, okay, let's, you're uh, let's oh, definitely you're plan. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Let's, sweet. let's definitely plan hey. on another one, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll just go from there. Awesome, and thanks. Thanks yeah. for coming on, Kevin, and thanks for donating. Yeah, Jeremy, to the, uh, Queen's mistress. I can see some bidding going on right now. Ooh, and the bidding's hot, gonna hot, end here hot in bidding. about uh, what, like twenty-five minutes or so? Uh, it's about thirty minutes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about forty-five 30, minutes. 30, uh, I'll go thirty-five. We'll go thirty-five. And if you're listening to this on a replay, you can still make donations. Huh? You, just because you can't yeah, win a, any seeds, if you're listening Definitely to this tomorrow oh, yeah, on a replay, oh, sure. you should go to the to the uh, GoFundMe page and uh, give what you can. Oh yeah, for it's, sure. Uh, it yeah. looks like they they still have a long ways to go. They're they're nineteen thousand yeah. short. So yeah, they could take a few. Out. They could take a few bucks. Um, yeah. So uh, well, cool. Well, thanks so much again, Adam. And thanks, uh, Kev. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, yeah, man. Have a good one. Talk talk to yeah, you guys. Bye. Peace. Bye. 
All right. Captain Kirk there. All right. So Live long and uh, prosper, Captain Kirk. <laughs> exactly. So we still got um, Jeremy on the line, and we have uh, James Loud for a few minutes. So, James, uh, you, you basically – what's that? Another call? Another call? Oh, my gosh. It's a party. Uh, it's par- me. It's Jeremy. <laughs> I hung up. Hung up and, and came back, or I don't know. Okay, so we have three people. Yeah, I was like, later, Kevin. I just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got all stoned there. That's classic. <laughs> well, I want to hear more about these loud seeds. Uh, okay, Mr. James Loud, tell us tell us about your your, your our collab, our collab, I should say. Our collaboration is pretty cool. Yeah, so I made a a bunch of varieties with a sage and sour male, and I used three different males. One re- that represented more of the OG side, one that was kind of sourish, and one that was definitely like that terpinoline, limonene, hazish sage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put those males in a room with a bunch of females, and we got the Dunloud uh, <laughs> collaboration. And uh, yeah, and I, hopefully I can donate some of the seed packs. I'd love, love to donate. I did a GMO yeah, kitchen sour, and I think it would be great for the auction. Yeah, for sure. And um, I. I'm going to come out and see you this week anyway so that we can take care of those ones for sure. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty interesting because the, you definitely had some varieties that um, were on, people are on point right now that people want. But at the same time, uh, for some reason, like like I can really see the, the how close the Sage of Sour that what what do you hit on all your stuff like it really looks like the sage and sour that we have sort of selected here in town which i'm going to bring to show you so hopefully we can match it all up but it looks like it's like a kind of almost like a dead ringer you know what i mean so you're like okay i can see this uh awesome. yeah it's nice it's completing a circle because that one's actually been uh killing it out here as far as uh every time they enter it and stuff it doesn't really yield it's not like gr- the biggest yielder plant in the world but it's fucking amazing so it's like Flavor wise, yeah, it's, dude, the terpene profile is ridiculous. Yeah, it's got it's got all the good things in it. So, yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. And I, I first saw it at Harborside probably ten years ago, uh, something like that. And yeah, I fell in love with it. I love sours. I like sour crosses. I've always been a big fan of sour crosses. That's kind of how Loud Seed started. Was thanks to like Chem Dog and Sour and OG. We had Rare Genetics, so. I'm a gas lover. I mean, I love everything, but I, I, I have the, there's a special place place in my heart for gas. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, I think you you uh, kind of because I was already living in Europe for a long time when when you, and when you first came over there, you were definitely on that kind of front end of that whole sour and OG kind of wave that hadn't really hit there yet, you know. So I think when you you got to see the reaction of people when they never smoked it, like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> you know, because at the same time, like I, I had it there, but it was very limited, and you know, it was like. Uh, People just actually the Dutch didn't like it because it got some got them really high and they they're very lame like, yeah. when it comes to like getting high they're like ooh it gets me really high yeah. I'm like yes that's the whole fucking point they're they like just no it's too high though too high I'm like what too high yeah so, and it doesn't taste like haze so it's no good right yeah. um, that European mentality but you're doing a lot of, but you you actually um, been over there a lot. Um, so it's happening in Barcelona today? Did you see all that bullshit? No, Barcelona today. Oh no, man. it's going off right now. They're yeah. fucking. They're uh, 
rioting in the streets. Uh, basically, the 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 church got completely fucking surrounded today, so they wouldn't let any tourists in. Yeah. And there's 58 people arrested, one kid dead, and like it's kind of getting rough. Getting Tresor crazy. posted a video from like his window. Oh yeah, yeah see, there you go. One of our scary. sponsors. We'll have to talk. It's crazy oh, shit. Shout out to Tresor. Shout out. But yeah, it's. Uh, and I thought the earthquakes in California were big news. The 3.7. That's not yeah. an earthquake oh, in California. Oh, that's a pussy. No, that's, so, that's a car backfiring. <laughs> I thought it was going to... What I did hear, though, is that there's um, faults that have never, ever, 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 ever shown ever before are showing now. So okay. it's like they're like, oh, look, this right. one moved two centimeters. That's like the most it's ever moved in the last five million years. That's no big deal. That's cool. That's cool. So that's the other one that runs side by side to connect the San right. Andreas to the other one. So... Nice. It's just a matter of time. We get another big one coming, I'm sure. I have to go there this weekend. So I have to be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So hopefully there's no giant ones. That no it could be on Thursday. I'd be fine. <laughs> Thursday's okay. Thursday's cool. But uh, no. Right. I hope. Well, it's usually being the World Series, so. It's tough with California and earthquakes because, like, secretly everybody's kind of waiting to, s- to see the big, see the movie. Like, is it, is it like the movie, man? Because I remember the movie Earthquake, and it was pretty, that was pretty fucking scary. That was pretty bad when I was a kid. That was scary. Yeah. But in general, uh, no, it is kind of crazy because, like, you know, it's not like we. If you live there long enough, you haven't experienced an earthquake, and then you're like, "Oh, look, an earthquake!" No, Feel it's it? not. Oh, look, an earthquake! It's <laughs> how do I get out of here? <laughs> Feels like one, right? That noise. We got a noise. That's an earthquake noise. It is. That's, yeah. that's the old <laughs> HVAC <laughs> system. It's the heater. Kicking the the What's that? So, growing up in the Bay Area, it's like you get used to earthquakes. Of so course. You know the big ones coming. I'm not too worried about it. I, I'm more. I'm more paranoid about airplane turbulence flying into Denver. Seems like there's always turbulence coming into Denver. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nothing. That's no. nothing. Uh, but no, in general, it is kind of crazy though. It's like the uh, you know. We're, no matter how old we are, we're not that old compared to like how long San Francisco's been kind of on the edge of the <laughs> of the big one. It seems like so. It's like one of those deals where, yeah, it's crazy. If they, if it, I think America's infrastructure is so shitty that like any any kind of disaster that happens, where it's going to just keep proving itself, like on and on like how unprepared we are for anything like that so six years ago we had a the the thousand year flood in boulder okay so it was uh that was act of god stuff it was crazy it's coming get ready san francisco how you should smoke good cannabis and wait for the earthquake they got some good weed there (laughs) that's one good thing they got they got some decent weed up there so absolutely (laughs) they got the one thing it's getting better the wreck weed is getting better finally who would have thought Mm. So yeah. So is well, uh, I run, guys. Uh, okay. So I was gonna say uh, just quickly. Can you give us an update on what we're doing on Monday, so people, in case they're in LA and they want to come check us out, what's the name of the spot? Yeah, you guys got to come check us out. We're doing a little talk uh, at a bar in Venice Beach. You can find the uh, information on my Instagram. I, Adam's probably gonna post something today about it, but uh, yeah, we're gonna talk with James Bean, and we're gonna talk about plant genetics. We're gonna talk about new cultivars. Uh, high THC versus low THC in flavor, all kinds of stuff like that. So it nice. should be a lot of fun. 
It's like softball city. Right. Yeah. Mark should be putting up the address right now, but he's just a little bit behind it. No, Mark doesn't have to. Does he know where it's at? Oh, he's going there. He's going he's gonna to find it. He's, there he is. Boom. Boom, bang. Bam. Found there it. Comes. Oh, my God. You're so on it. It's time to change that photo years, man. That's Which one? wicked That's an, old, right? That is old. I, I use an old one just because I want it to look like my logo more oh. than anything. Yeah. So there you go. It's really old. It's 10 years, 8 years, something like that. Yeah, my photo's from like 2010. Yeah, yeah me too. Been exactly. At least one year That's what mine is from. Mine is exactly 2010. See what we're both thinking. See, there. <laughs> Look at us. We're going to get there and be like, yeah, that's us, sort of. <laughs> I look a little older. Jesus Christ, you're so gray. Like, yep. That's like your Tinder photo. It's, it's ten years younger than you really it's are. It's happening. Well, thanks for calling in, and then uh, we, we we posted a link there so people can check that out. And uh, we'll I'll see you on Monday, and we'll, we'll hit the stage at six o'clock, dude. Red light. I'll see you. Sure, you will. I'm telling you. We're, yeah, six we're o'clock. Crush, crushing it. Six thirty. Nah, that'll be good. It should be good fun. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> And nice also, nice. And then, yeah, keep an eye out for the uh, Dun Loud series, which we're going to be. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'll be out there too, is so we can finalize a few things there and make that thing happen. And so those will be out soon on one of our sp- awesome sponsors' uh, website. So sponsor time. Sponsor time. It's perfect. Perfect segue to get segue into, into shout outs. Thank you uh, for giving us a shout, and we'll see you soon. Fantastic, guys. Thanks for having me, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, James, later. Yeah. All right, so we still got you on the – we still got you on there? Because we could start with you. Yeah, as, I'm here. All right, what we'll do is we'll start with you uh, with our shout-outs, and then we'll just mix it all up today. And I'll get all confused after because I'm, I'm starting with the wrong guy. But <laughs> I'll just start with you so then you can get uh, you can, you can get on with your day now that we've completely – bamboozled you and hijacked you for three hours just hours don't, don't ask to pick up some hash or anything like that then you get totally bamboozled. <laughs> so uh of course the done deal is now back on everybody just relax it's capital d and it's seven percent right is that the deal yep it's awesome because uh yeah i had i had my people out there i'm telling you they were like <laughs> what the <laughs> There were almost riots. You, you, you have completely uh, diverted a riot. Now. We had to shut the phone system down, we're, and the entire uh, staff in the back the office website. was overwhelmed. We're redoing the website from top to bottom, uh-huh. and that's part of where it got lost in the shuffle. But that's fine. Um, in the next month or so, we're going to have a whole new platform that we've got developers in-house working on. And pretty excited about it. You have a whole team working on it, too, like on the Dunn Show? Oh, huge team. <laughs> just on the done deal. <laughs> just working just working the done deal. I like, oh, the whole done deal department's over here. And then over here is the worst <laughs> spot, is, is the main spot. Um, but, yeah, w- of course, Build a Soil is the one-stop shop for all your uh, soil-based products, all your IPM products, all your amendments that you may see. Hard to find stuff. Not all of them. I, you know, you can some stuff you can just get anywhere. But not everything at his spot. I mean, it's all, uh, you know, specialized tested vetted custom Som- solutions. sometimes I, I call and, and check with him and i get told like wow i just diverted a i just wasted almost wasted an entire you know uh brain cell on <laughs> 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 somebody now but in general you know i've called you a few times and you've been like nope those guys are scammers i'm like really oh okay well, that's good to know because he doesn't just take anybody he takes proven things so uh, yeah, we tested all. We got heavy metal testing on tons of products that you know, just to investigate for ourselves. We've mm-hmm. lately been sending even our potting soil off for heavy metal testing, 
And what's great, when you work with good products, you get good results. And um, I think that that's all part of it is we'd like to teach people to learn how to intelligently discern what good ingredients are. Just like when you go to the grocery store, I don't read like how many calories are in, in the item. I read if it's a real food. Same thing at Build-A-Soil. And so you don't have to buy your products with Build-A-Soil. Shoot, some people just look at it as like a list and then go locally mm-hmm. to try and buy their own products. And we really encourage that. And I think that that model of getting free information, teaching people to become independent so they're not dependent on uh, someone selling them a specific recipe, they can do all of this on their own. And if the shit were to really hit the fan, there's no more gardening stores, no more hydro stores, and you still had to get a crop done, um, if you followed the build a soil model, you would have no issues getting your crop in. And something's kind of cool about that, you know? It's authentic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Right on. Cool, cool. And you can go to uh, buildasoil.com or you go to 855-877-SOIL. Uh, and if you're inside of Colorado or New Mexico, you get a, you still get free freight, right? That's still the same deal? Everything's, everything's yeah, the $500 deal, free freight. And yeah. Most of our products have free shipping, a lot of the small ones. Yeah. But the big stuff, it does get heavy. And so sure. we've got really good freight deals, but yeah, yeah. here locally, Colorado, New Mexico. I want 15 yeah. trucks delivered <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, Texas. yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yep. But, uh, yeah, this is for people who want to get stuff sent uh Little, little tiny things, microscopic things. No, but things actually that like, you can get through the mail and not through giant freight trucks. So, um, and I'll p- so we right now with IPM stuff, can you get? Um, is there like a sh- is there like a time frame when you're not allowed to buy um, praying mantises, or is that just one one or two shops not getting them in time? Yeah, there are. So we don't offer those because they're a little more time sensitive. We refer out to the shops that have them all, but we carry. The ones that we can get all around with built-in free shipping, mm-hmm. and we get them directly from the uh, insectary to make sure they're fresh. And um, but yeah, there's certain times of the years where it's a lot easier to get mantis eggs than it is to get you know ladybugs um, than other times of the year. Mm. And so it just depends on what the situation is. Most people indoors, when they get a potting soil going, we recommend putting uh, worms as well as like a nematode, a predator mite, and maybe a rogue beetle. And if you've mm-hmm. got those covered you usually have a, a really good uh, defense system in place. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, important to get your soil balanced, and uh, if you need help, you just give these guys a call because that's, that's what we love about them. They're, they're the informative crew. Everyone knows what they're doing too, right? So you guys got the good, good crew working there. Yep, all growers, everybody that works here for the most part, and when someone answers the phone, a lot of times they're growing more than I am. And so they can have a good answer for your question. And if not, they'll tell you straight up, I don't know. And they'll get me or somebody that does. So uh, the free information is really helpful, you know, especially when you, at least we hear a lot of feedback. So it's really good to have that bounce off between customers and see what's working, what's not. Just like the forums back in the day. Sounds good. Real important. All right. So uh, we'll get you. Like I said, next time you're in town, give us a shout. Hopefully, get you in here. That'd be awesome. And uh, anytime you want to promote anything. Okay. I'm going to turn the bidding off on the seeds when the show's over. Exactly. And also, we're going to officially announce now that you're here uh, that we're going to start doing a uh, giveaway. Gonna pick a certain Friday, just like we do with uh, with the Illuminar, but we're gonna do it with you guys at Build a Soil. So keep your eyes open for the next giveaway. We haven't quite figured it out yet, but you you schedule it out and we'll get it going. Okay. Cool. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks.
Who's next? So you're supposed to, it's out of order now. Do you remember? Oh, I'm totally out of order. Uh, no, I'm going to go straight to a new millennium because then I don't forget them because uh, they're first on the list. And I'm actually going to be going to meet, hanging out with those guys, uh, with Jaron and those guys. And they're the ones that have the awesome uh, Sage of Sour cut that's fire. And they're going to be out in Cali with me. So we'll be all hanging out, me and the boys from New Millennium. New Millennium. The New Millennium guys. Dun, 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 dun. In Cali. <laughs> Yeah, da, no, da, 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 da. yeah, we're gonna go out and hang out there. Well, they're going out for something totally different, but we're gonna end up meeting up. Hopefully, they're not coming to the show that we're going to the first night. They're coming uh. on Tuesday. Then we're gonna go cruise around. But uh, if you want to get great nutrients and that work well with uh, what's going on, you got the oh, you got still got the old one up. Sorry, I was like looking at it like, huh, that's that doesn't that look doesn't like, look like that new doesn't millennium. look like this new millennium site. Well, it's the Atari uh, 2600. We're, we're like a minute yeah, and 20 seconds behind. We're way behind on this one. It's all right. Uh, you got the guys at New Millennium, winner of the worst uh, worst uh, logo award. What was that that they won? Word, worst font? Worst font award, yes. Was, worst yeah. font of the year. Oh, yes. The worst agree. font of the year award. Uh, new Millennium. New Millennium. My mom can't say Millennium, uh-huh. but you couldn't. Read you can't say it from that you word. You couldn't up read there. it. You couldn't read it off of this no. one. But she can't even say it. Like it's just her body stuff. <laughs> her body like resists. She goes new Merlinium. I'm like, where'd you get the er from? There's no mer. It's not mer. Nothing. How many thousands of labels do they have to use before they can change that font? They, they fuck. They made so many. They're they're fucked. They, they've got it forever, and it's spelled wrong. Well, that's it's fantastic that they wrong. have a great it's product. Spelled, it's Millennium spelled wrong. That's the best part. But it's a great product, and so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because their product rocks, and you people can't read it half the time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'll take the green one. Yeah, give me, give me that. Give no, me that one. Give me goo. No, uh, uh, the decisions on awesome product. That's one of the ones that you don't see with the many other companies out there where you got like an actual triggering uh, thing that hits the plant and makes it say holy shit it's time to get this party started and bam it's putting out its roots and stretching a little bit and doing all the right things uh also their um ruby fulvic is awesome because it's like nine sources of uh, uh, fulvic acid in one and uh you can also go to their website check out their uh, calculator to see what what you may need for your particular project. If you're on a big project, you will find uh, them to be super economical. Uh, a lot of people that I know who are who were anticipating huge bills running it were like, "Holy shit, shit really wasn't that expensive." And it's because they you don't use a lot of almost any of the products except for you know certain phases. You might use 12 mil per gallon of one particular one but the, for the most part it's like uh two three mil per gallon yeah, so but you're getting the done deal so you're paying a little less for it so what does it matter and you get the done deal so yeah. you're killing it but no they uh they are uh setting some gardens on fire out there so just take a look at them new millennium nutrients.com if you call them or contact them direct to say you want that done deal done deal now is there a spot you would enter it on their website while ordering no not really i don't think so low tech maybe I'll be hanging out with them. I'm making. I'm making make it work. Yeah, they need a spot on there. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's do it. Uh, who's next? Oh, who's next? Incredibles, your favorite. Oh, I love your Incredibles. Favorite, your Actually, favorite. I wrote to Bob tonight. I asked Did him if you? he was in town to say I would come by and pick up some edibles and bring it on the show. Oh, I yeah, mean, you I should mean have. Bring him home. 
I did. I he's in Europe or something like that. No. He can't, though. He, he, if he does that, he's breaking the law, man. No, I <laughs> tell me which store to go to. Oh, that's what I mean. You have to go to the store. Right. I meet him at the incredible him. store, oh. and I'd pay for them. I got you now. Right. Uh, but the guys over at iloveincredibles.com, if you want to check out their store finder if you happen to be in Colorado or any of the states that they're in which they're numerous mm-hmm. I, I know you you're gonna be like the kid where you'll have to name all the states all the flavors all that can't do it I can't can tell you that Stephen it. Chang you should follow him on Instagram if you want to know he's exactly everywhere around the state doing little pop-ups and little uh, new product demos and visiting dispensaries all over the place even in Pueblo hmm. he was down there he was even in Pueblo yeah. that sounds like a that sounds like a... Uh, well, it's not just in Denver. I uh-huh. mean, he's not just sticking around. I mean, he's, he's traveling all over the state. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Oh, it's yummy. Best-selling chocolate yummy, in 2018. Yummy, yummy, yummy. He's got chocolate in, in his, his tummy. tummy. Don't get me singing. No, I'm not I, a singer. I won't. No, I won't. Uh, it's, but these guys are the most consistent guys out there, which is what we like, especially when it comes to edibles. You want to have... Consistency. So I was watching some. Did you watch that rotten uh, that rotten series with all the different foods and different things, and they show the bad side of them all. I watched the preview and I couldn't bring myself to watch. It's pretty good. They have a weed one, which is uh, pretty interesting to watch, and uh, talking mostly about extracts and edibles because that's kind of their thing. Is more of the food side of everything, and so they show edibles and they show how inconsistent they are, and. Uh, you know, that's the biggest problem. And I'm like, there you go. You see, if you go to these guys, though, you know, they're going to be, because they said right away, the only way to do a consistent is to make an extract. To make an extract, you can actually dial it in, which we all know this. But, like, it was crazy because they show the Dutch law, which is funny because I never even, like. Well, they don't fish- allow edibles, right? Well, they do now, but they have these stupid rules. Like, they say you have to sh- you have to be able to see the weed. What? Uh, you, have, you have to see the see the weed in the product you can't like just sell you a cake and there it is it's like you have to be oh there's is it all that way or do you have to add some crumble in it can you use an extract but then put some weed flake in it so that it shows yeah i guess you could but they they want to you have to add the weed for as as the visual it's like it's bullshit which is terrible (laughs) you have to add the weed to the product that's ridiculous i figured the dutch would be ahead of them but no i guess not but they do have some mad scientists here at Incredibles that I think we're starting to make a lot of the sauces and the sugars and the resins long before some of the other extract companies were. Mm-hmm. And that's because they grow everything in-house. So they control their own supply chain. They know what they have. And they, I mean, if you're looking at the same visual we're looking at, that's what it looks like. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Well, there you go. And soon come, done deal. So we'll oh really? Say, Look yeah, at that! Soon come. Not yet, but right now it looks like there's. It looks so official. It looks more official than than it really is. But just <laughs> confuse every bud tender you see. Ask them for a just asking for the done. <laughs> that would be great. I think if you ask every bud tender in Colorado, then at least well, a couple of them are going to be like, "Oh, I know that show. Okay. I heard that once." That uh, guy's still on the air. Well, yeah, exactly. He people listen to that guy. Whatever. <laughs> um, but in general, yes. Uh, done deals mm-hmm. all around done deals all around um but where you will get a done deal uh which is now a new i have to get the new info because i think they're in the process of changing because it's no longer greenfarms.co 
Oh, really? I believe it's something else coming up soon. Uh-oh. Okay. So well. I, I guess it is just green farms is what it is now. There's no... I don't know if that's... We'll have to ignore the graphic you'll have to, then. You'll have, to, you'll have to double check. It may still be up and running, but I have a feeling it's all changing. But it's is still it going to be the same name. still Green Farms. Oh, but I okay. think it's the .co part is going to something else, and that's going to be changing the whole... Okay. The direction you have to point to everybody. But in general, uh, if you're down in the Colorado Springs area and you are a medical patient, you want to get some super fire, clean weed, actually grown. I forgot to talk to... Jeremy about it and uh, Kevin, but all grown with their products. So it's all from Jeremy's uh, products and from Kevin's products, who are both on the show today. Um, all their weed is grown uh, completely organic, completely no-till. They all their uh, rosin that they produce is also coming from plants that are the same. So you know you're getting the cleanest product probably here in Colorado because there's not many places that do that. Take the time and energy and all that to do do it right. So if you go to their place, Green Farms used to be .co. But I don't know <laughs> what it's called. Not Green Farms. It's still up right it's now. Still so. up. Green Farms .co is still up. So okay. So check them out there. But I think they're going to be some new. And is that right? Do they have a, a location in Boulder too? Uh, yeah. Well, that's where they're they're in uh, Louisville. So Ooh. So that's basically Boulder, right? Yeah, that is that is Boulder. Okay, there you go. I want there. Oh, 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 there you go. I'd love to try some of their okay, extract. Okay, well, and uh, you can go with the done deal there and confuse the hell out of them too. That's pretty <laughs> much pretty much where we're at now. Our done deals are so lame, and but yet they're getting to no, no, no. There no, are, no. they're not. They're sometimes amazing. We'll talk about the amazing one, which could be saving your life right now. Listen, you, I happen to know a Chinese restaurant deal, named that. Done deal's the, the one. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So that could save your life. <laughs> save your, <laughs> my done deal saved people's lives. Saves uh, lives. Done deal saves lives. And Kung Pao Chicken. And Kung Pao Chicken. So uh, go to greenfarms.co at the moment. Check them out. If you're down in Colorado Springs, go check out the shop. If you're up in Louisville, check out the Green Farms Feed and Seed. That's there. Um, and tell them you came from us. And they'll what the done deal? Done deal, done deal. All around. Be a parking lot with... And if they say, no, we don't, have, we don't know what the done deal is, you don't leave until they give it to you. Yeah. Just demand it. Tell them you're going to keep playing this show over and over again. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, my God, turn this off. Uh, but you can also go over to, is that our next one? Is there, is there Lifesavers? Is that next? Is it li Straight to the Lifesavers? Lifesavers? No. no. The oh, yeah, Straight to Lifesavers. Okay, you're right. so if you're in Barcelona right now, this is a message to anybody out there. Go run to Petey's shop. Knock, hit the hit the buzzer and tell them you, it's an emergency. You're you, you <laughs> the done deal now, and that's at Treasure. 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 T R E S O R. Uh, Barcelona. Look up the Treasure. What is it? Treasure. What? Treasure underscore BCN underscore BCN on Instagram. There you go. Yeah, but it might be like three in the morning there. Doesn't so matter. Maybe you should be on the streets right now during the you riots. You need to get out of the riots. Get out of there. Get over to the. Get over to Petey's. <laughs> tell them you need the done deal. <laughs> And you know, no, it really is a great place. I had so much fun during it Spanish was our lifesaver at the point. I mean, there wasn't even riots going on, and we were feeling like we were getting our lives saved. It was yeah. great, not having to drag our shit around all the time. It was pretty awesome. And they had good, great, I mean, the, the concentrates were great, the flour was great, yeah. And uh, I didn't have to pay the uh. Fondled uh, 30 one of the, bucks. I saw you fondle one of those girls. That wasn't me. That was somebody <laughs> who looked like me. Much no. younger version. No, but there was a lot. But you have a lot of cool people working there and stuff. So no, it was dope. And uh, again, you can get 
instantly get the done deal just by getting in there because normally it's thirty about a thirty euro uh, registration fee. So that's I saved you thirty bucks. You didn't even know it. A thirty euro. That's like three hundred dollars. I think it, it's a lot. It's it's forty bucks. It's maybe forty, but thirty eight bucks, no. thirty six bucks. It's a good that. savings. It's a lot. Uh, yeah, done deals all around. So yep. Um, Sage Master Select will be available at their spot also, or is available, I believe. So you can, we'll get him on the show soon and find out what's on the menu. But at one point, he was waiting on some fromage and some other stuff to come in there. So get him the loud, uh, loud done loud, done loud. Yeah, no. Hopefully, we'll get done loud in his spot too. You like the done loud, right? <laughs> it's so funny. Done loud is good. Okay. Wait you see, wait you see the track. Wait you see the names of the of the of the tracks slash uh, seeds, <laughs> cultivars. Yeah, everything's oh, it's super branded. You'll see. All right. Uh, next, though, speaking of branded, is. Seeds are now. Oh yeah, seeds are now. Know those seats guys. Now. Well, yes, that's where those seeds will be available when when the Dunloud gets dropped, which is very soon, because they've already gone through testing. Now they're going to go, you know, I'm going to go ch- come and check out the final round and see how it looks. And I've actually let it have time to even cure, which is good. Um, but yeah, soon after that, boom. Packaging. On the shelves everywhere. Everywhere. Every, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every, everywhere. You'll see it in every shop. Every 7-Eleven will have um, a Slurpee named Dunlap. But Loud. if you want to get other seeds or any seeds, for that matter, you should go to uh, seedsherenow.com. Seedsherenow. Right? You put the done deal in when you're checking out, and you get uh, at least 10%, I think 15%, maybe 15%. You should follow them on Instagram. Well, not Instagram, but on Twitter. They have a, you're always posting what they're releasing during the day. Plus, he's got um, logos going down. Buy one, get one free. Uh, we're all over that. I noticed. I noticed. I'm, I'm, I'm getting given away for free everywhere. So I was like, oh, "What's up with that, man?" Canarado. Canarado. New strains. New, new fresh, fresh meat, <laughs> fresh meat, right there. Uh, but yeah, you go to those guys and tell them you want the uh, the done deal, and you will get. You will get it. You will have. I noticed deal. they talked about high CBD strains as well too, and I yes. know everybody's always looking for. Uh, He's got it all. For high THC, but he's got the full meal deal there. He does. He has it all. Um, All right, man. So, and last. And he's also going to be there with us on Monday, speaking speaking with James Loud. It'll be me, James Loud, and James Bean. Two Jameses. Illuminar. Oh, yeah. Don't you forget. I'm just giving James an extra extra shout-out. I'll be picking you up at the airport, James, at (laughs) 3 o'clock. Oh, you're driving? I'm not driving. I'm just going to get a rental car super early, and I'll be driving around from 8 in the morning, uh-huh. like a drinking coffee, like a madman. Like, now i got to go see my friend, go get high, and then come back and pick him up. Five get high, later. go see your friend, get high, come back, get yeah. high. Well, you know, get real high, and then go. Uh, so, let's... Seeds here now, Illuminar, who's next? Illuminar is next. They're Illuminar. the main They're the main guys. They're the number one. Number one big kahuna. I want to hear from the guy that uh, won the light a few mm. weeks ago. Well, I well, think we the giveaway is next weekend, right? What's that? And the giveaway, yeah, the giveaway will week. be next weekend. Yeah. So keep your eyes open uh, on their Instagram account for the word of the month. 
you go to obviously whenever you contact them and you want to buy some stuff you you say you you, you heard about it on the show you want the done deal you will get taken care of if it's a big you know even a couple lights five six lights seven lights whatever eight lights nine lights tell them what you need they'll set you up with a little little guide to tell you exactly where to place all your lights to get the best uh to get the best uh coverage and they'll also hopefully steer you in the right direction when it comes to heat displacement all those little details because some things are better than others they have good leds they have good uh, they have good uh, ceramic metal halides they have good double endeds they have pretty much the full the full spectrum of all the lighting you however need. you like to grow <laughs> your like lamp source full spectrum come you. on how much better is that the no. full spectrum of lighting what I mean, could be better than that? Maybe the sun. What could be better okay. than that? I know I said <laughs> the full spectrum of lighting. Uh-huh. I'm saying within the within the sentence. I, I understood your innuendo. Of, of light in it's a the double thing. entendre. I know. Um, come on now. All right. Uh, but you can also go to any of these trade shows and s- you look around you'll see there's big ass booth you can get s- hopefully when you're there with them he's going to be also uh they're slanging beans those guys i saw it well where do you have to go to find the word of the month and on the instagram account from those guys not from here because we can't make it so easy that you just look you right gotta here. go to their instagram account and yeah. you have to remember when you send in the email with the word of the month that you looked up oh, so it doesn't diligently. No, no, it doesn't work that way. See, no. you're already confusing the masses. What nope. happened? All you have to do, don't tell us the word of the month. I don't give a fuck. Because your letter lasts forever with us. It doesn't just uh. go one month or one week. Because we because otherwise we only have a limited choice per week of people. So we'd rather have a bigger pool I to go. So you do is you tell us why you need a light. And then check the word of the month, actually. It used to be word of the week. But check the word of the month. And when you get the word of the month each month, you know that in case we call you at, on some Friday when you're not paying attention and you're at the pool <laughs> hall and you're like, who's this asshole calling me? And then we're like, hey, it's Adam Dutton from the Adam Dutton Show. And what's the word of the month? And you're like, I don't know. And then you're just, your whole world uh, crumbles. That's pretty much when it's over. I yeah. think the and most important. Suicide is usually the only way out. So Isn't the most important <laughs> thing there that you said <laughs> there right. is you, we have to call them. So we call them. Their oh, phone number the needs to be yes. in the email they sent. Oh my God, have we not seen that problem? Well, it was a lot last time. Yeah, yeah most of them. Did. <laughs> most of the people who came because they figured that we don't need it because we're on the internet. But no, we don't. We want to call you like on your phone, right, right to you. So in case you're standing in line at the supermarket or you're in your car driving to somewhere and you're not supposed to be on the phone but you answer it anyway right all those things and you have to talk about cannabis and with us for a little while and we'll keep you on the phone for as long as possible just to make sure yeah. that you're, you're dedicated you'd unless like, somebody needs to go like, to a concert later like, there's cops I'm going through cops like there's no excuse <laughs> well if you get pulled over you ask the officer for the done deal yeah if you do it while you're on the show like <laughs> while you're on the air like sit there with the phone on showing him that it's on I was on the air. I was on the air with the Adam Dunn show. And they go, who's the Adam Dunn? And you go, come on. Come, you want to come on the show, officer? The, you tell him, we need the Dunn deal. All that yeah. goes down. You're you're good. Uh, but anyway, back to Illuminar lighting, of course. Illuminar is uh, also got their controller out, which is dope. So you can control a shitload of lights at the same time. Save energy. Do all those good things. And give your plants what they need when they need it, which is the whole point. And you can also check out their LEDs, which are great because they'll replace. They'll, they'll give you better uh coverage for the amount of wattage and they're finally getting to the point where 
you know, they're still a little expensive, but they're they're not nearly like they were a couple of years ago, where you would be like, holy shit! And and I had to fucking replace them three times since then. No, you don't have to do These that. These are definitely future proof, and uh, well, at least n- near future. Not like you know, two hundred years from now, they're not going to be probably so good. But and if you're attending the Vegas event, they're going to have a big booth there. So look them up and yeah. find out where they are and go and, stop by and just yell "done deal" as loud as you can. As loud as you can when you get to the booth. Just most most important. That's my, and throw your drinks up in the air over your head. Don't do that. Just do it. <laughs> I'll get you a t-shirt, man. And, no. and so what do you mean? I probably a nice hat, you know, a You'll little get, blue stick. You will get something. You'll get something. Yeah. Um, all right. And I think that is it for us on the... Oh, no. We're going to also give a quick shout out to um, 420. Okay. Right. That's what, yeah. It's four two zero extractor. Four two zero extractor. Okay. This is the extraction. Mm-hmm. This is the actual uh, uh, alcohol that you need for extraction, and we're going to be having them coming officially on the show in the next few weeks. We're just mentioning it now that if you do need it, you want to hit their uh, hit their site and check them out. If you're, you happen, you to have be to flood their lines and ask for the done deal. And so they, they and just they they start asking for the done deal before we yeah. even got it really in place. So they're like, oh yeah, people yeah. have been asking for that. And you'll be like, oh yeah, I told you told you but also um guys from extract extract craft are also going to be sponsoring the show and i have a unit from them and i had to clean out my entire fucking garage and go make it as dust free as possible before i started fucking Um. around with extractors and and things and so now it's getting there and so i'm going to be having updates from that product from their new uh extractor that they've developed which is super dope and it's going to be uh yeah super dope yeah, it's gonna be su- actually super dope. Yeah, you got it. There, there you it go. is. There you go. Uh, One hundred and ninety right, proof grain alcohol. Boo! Yeah, gluten free, non GMO. Gluten free. <laughs> Make you go blind. No, <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you wanted some glutens in your. Yeah. Why do they say gluten free? Well, well, because that's a good. Because it's like wheat. Man, there's wheat oh, out there. That's, you know, it's not wheat derived. So okay. I don't want that. I understand uh, that. All right. Uh, and no GMOs, which is also huge. That huge. Why but do they put it in bottles that make it look like booze, though? I don't know, because they don't sell it like that normally. They sell it to you in plastic bottles, too. It's like it's 40 bucks a gallon, which is a really good price. Maybe it's their marketing book. Bo- and there's the product that we'll be talking oh, about. Nice. The one on the right-hand side there. That's the one. The E. What is it called again? Oh, you got that one. Yeah, the oh, Pro, cool. bro. Pro, bro. Yeah, you are pro. I'm a pro, bro. Wow, it doesn't suck to be Adam Dunn, huh? Verified pro. Verified pro, bro. Well, I haven't run it yet, so I have to get, get, all, get all crazy, but we'll see. Do you have to, like, tie back up and wear a clean suit when you do it? No. We're not breaking bad. Anymore. Okay. Not yet. No. It's Heisenberg. Good. It's all super good. Th- three hours. Three hours. Boom. Nice. You know? Boom. But boom. Boom. No, we don't want to say that. Ba-boom. Oh, yeah. It's ba-boom is not a good thing when no, you're talking about not. Uh, setting up laps. Pow. 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 Kapowie. Bang? No. Bang. No, Kablooey. No, none of that. No. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the to the chat gang for hanging in there. We actually went over. See, we gave you more, th- again, more than you uh, even asked for. You're going to make me late. No, you're not. You're going to be fine. <laughs> I, saw you getting, I saw you getting all nervous earlier. Like, wait, it's five minutes over. Yes. No, I don't Tell care. us about your awesome show. You're getting yeah, you get f- tickets. I just, oh, great. My friend... My friend actually runs a vegan pizza night uh, every third Friday at the Bonnie Bray Tavern. So he ended up having to run that because it act- it's really popular and it runs really late. So hmm. he, ends up, he ended up having to stay there. So I got his ticket. Nice. Vegan pizza night. 
Because of you weird vegans. Because of vegans, yeah. How come none of these people actually bring us stuff, food and things? and They, they can you know? if they want. Anybody can. If they yeah. want to come around here and bring us food, anytime. <laughs> we'll talk uh, about you. Shout out to... Electric. Oh, yeah, Electric time. coming on. Coming Thank you on, so coming much. Coming on board in a few weeks. Yeah, now, you with, guys with are uh, awesome. With a... Um, Quartz. 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 I repeat quartz now. I repeat quartz now. Quartz. Quartz banger. We probably want the one that can have multiple, you know, make it a party dab rig. Oh, yeah, party bag. Party, they, got party. A mo- they had a multiple one. I think we need that. Yeah. yeah the hookah dab rig, man. Hookah yeah, man. Bruh. Bruh. Dab so if, I guess if there's a glass manufacturer out there that would like a shout out, you should supply us with a nice rig. Uh. And we would talk about it every time so I don't have to do this thing. And fill air because he's making so much noise near his mic with that I fucking don't torch. Care. Whatever the show's over, bro. Show's <laughs> over. <laughs> no uh, wait, we're gonna talk. It's gonna be like the show with the kid. We're gonna talk for another forty-five minutes. No, Mark's gonna lose his shit no, out Mark's, there. I gotta go. I'm already nervous. Look how nervous I am. Look at him. He's all twitching and shit. He's, he's twitching. twitching. He's already going to the end credits. All my stuff is packed up. I already packed up my rig and everything. He already oh said goodnight God. on the chat thing. God, yeah. you really Holy are. Holy shit, really are twitching. Yeah. Um, shout out to my beautiful wife CC and little Nick, who's uh, yeah, he's got four days off now. He's got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. It's crazy. Wow, right on. shit's getting about to go crazy. Uh, shout out to Mama Ace, who's about to go get all her teeth done. Oh shit, all of them. Wow, like wow. she's gonna look like uh, Biden. She's gonna look at my mom. She's gonna walk in the room and be like, "Hey, Joe." She'd be really touchy feely hey, and show uh, like ninety-seven funny. teeth. Hey, Joe, what's going <laughs> on? <laughs> All right, uh, see you guys next week. Uh, we were are we, so next week's gonna be a good show. We're gonna have Shout the thirtieth, fourteenth, thirtieth anniversary of the um, uh, Operation Green Merchant, which is. Uh, if anybody un- is, was around then, knows that that was crazy times where it was like Operation fucking take down all the growers, all the people who had ordered seeds from Neville, all the fucking, it was a, it was a international catastrophe, basically. So we're going to have a bunch of c- people who were affected by it. Hopefully, a, we're trying to get a couple cops involved here, too. Nice. And if you have a graphics bong that's still uh, made from the old it. Campbell soup can, <laughs> please, we, we need one. I would love it. See, th- this is my guys at Earl Electric. This is exactly what we're trying to avoid, a Wally dab, because it wasn't heat right with this fucking crack torch. It doesn't happen to me. I worked it out. <laughs> I made it happen, guys. <laughs> you know, you'd figure somebody who's been in the industry as long as you have been done that I you'd know how to happen. take a proper I dab. It. I do. Well, you know, sometimes, but... Whatever. Look at me. I hate that. Do what you that's just. A, that sounds you, you don't have burnt. any room to talk. See you I guys do. Next I don't week. use that thing. See you guys next week. Uh, like I said, going to be an interesting show. So check in there and see Later. you guys. Peace. Practically every one of the top forty records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic check. This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.